Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the post-episode issues, The Game of Thrones, Season 1, Episode 7, You Win or You Die. And we are back. It seems like forever since we've talked about Game of Thrones. What? It seems like forever since we've talked about Game of Thrones. Sorry, I'm just trying to get the music. It's been so long, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I came out here and I felt like completely distracted. I felt like I was going into the cold shakes the last couple of weeks, not talking about Game of Thrones. It was actually somewhat difficult going back to season one and starting watching that again and then trying to even comprehend what was going on there. It's so good. Season one is so fucking good. I had to watch the whole season. I originally watched seven and then I'm like, fuck this. I need to go back to one and watch one through seven again. Really awesome, and we're here tonight to talk about this episode of Game of Thrones, You Win or You Die, but I'm not alone. I have with me tonight my friend Joe Dirty Locks and Katie Crow here. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello there. Yes. Doing very well. Brutally hot in my house. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the middle of the dead heat of the summer, which is really freaking awesome. Winter is not coming anytime, and I like it. And uh, we'll talk about a lot tonight. We'll talk about some stuff going on with the channel and what's going on in the next couple of months as we get from our, we're in our off season, quote unquote, right now. And as we get to the, get to the end, but mainly we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones, uh, you win or you die tonight and more about season one. Did you, did you guys have any problems getting back into season one or was like putting on an old comfortable shoe? <laughs> oh, it was old. It was comfortable. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, we've, we've watched season one. This is like our sixth or seventh time through it over the years. So I still get emotional about it. Yeah. Me too. There was, yelling at the TV. You gotta love it all. So. There was a couple of points where I got really emotional in this episode. And even in writing, writing my recap, there were a couple of points where I just put my exclamation point on. I got to admit, I was wrong about this Littlefinger guy. I thought we could trust him. I thought he was a good guy, but at the end of this episode, he really surprised me. He just came out of nowhere, grabbing that dagger to Ned's throat. What is he doing? What the fuck He's is- He's a bad, bad man. He, he seems yeah. like he might be a bad man. I, I don't know I don't about that. how you thought you could have trusted him, especially like, he, he had Especially a nice. After you, the way the way the episode starts. He is much as slithers. I mean, my goodness. Nah, he's Snakes are fine unless snake. they're people. It seemed like he had a nice smile. It seemed like he had a very very nice smile. I I enjoyed talking to talking to Littlefinger. Yeah. yeah, he was he was good people. But everybody, we're not alone. We also have you guys in the chat room. Tim's here. Puglia's here. Uh, Critch is here. Uh, we got a couple of other people in the chat room right now. Thank you guys for in uh, for joining us on this adventure talking about this episode and i know it's like nine months away before new game of thrones comic-con just happened and there was really no big game of thrones information that came out of everything that happened it was uh it, but this episode also we have to say it's the goodbye to king robert it's no more king robert it's his Adios. good yeah, no, I, I was very upset that they killed him off it still upsets me to this yep. it, like Mark Addy was one of the reasons why I say it all the time that I I, I got HBO for yeah. this show. He was a big draw five years ago. So it, this was quite the upsetting thing for me. Yes, it was. Still is. It, it's 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 sad to watch and it's sad to think about. Uh, it's just sad. He's such a great actor. He's very he's very missed. His comedic timing, that Robert laugh. It's just. Uh, yeah. He just embodied the character so well. More than almost, more than almost anyone did. It's it's uh, it's it's pre it's pretty uh, pre 
pretty sad about poor Robert. Sorry, I was stung. Please remove the pain and let me die. Yeah, just let him die. Poor guy. Bye, Robert. Let me die. I don't know. You got some important shit to say. Say it in front of all those fucking people. Oh my goodness. Don't be right Seriously. Like, everybody get out of the room and let me say the most important shit of the day to this guy. Yeah, we're gonna get into all of that and uh and and more talking about where this this guy that I thought I thought might have a good head on his shoulders and was making some good decisions. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's taken too many uh, too much of the milk of the poppy and his head's a little scatterbrained right now. Because I think Ned Stark, our hero here, has made a couple of really really big mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know where this season is going, but I, I do, but I don't I think Ned's made a big mistake, and I think we can look even in this episode at several things, several decisions he could have made to 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 stop him from becoming from getting put into chains at the end of this episode. And I mean I think eventually he should be able to uh, leave. They're gonna let him out. They're, Cersei and Joffrey seem like they're only trying to prove a point here. No, you can't. You can't kill Ned Stark. He was distressed. He was very distressed. I'm sure he'll turn to be turn out to be a good king. Yeah, yes. he needs his dad. He needs his dad now more than ever. You know? Yep. He does. Just like Jamie and Cersei. They're they're they beautiful. their daddy. And Katie, that's a oh, great trend. Great transition, Katie, because we open oh. up. We open up in the intro to our episode with the. We hear the horn. We hear. We see Lannister's soldiers, and we hear. We hear Jamie's voice, and we get our introduction to none other than Tywin Ta-da! Lannister. Yep. He's uh, so full of crap. I mean, come on, yeah, Ugh. right. His whole his whole little speech here about yeah. Hey, Katie. You, you hey, Katie. Earlier, Katie. You say yeah, he clever? doesn't care about what people think of him. Go on, oh, say something clever. Okay. You're going to say something clever? Go on, say something clever. Come on, Katie, say something clever. Go on, say something clever, bird. Something clever. What are you going to say about Katie's Tywin? Got nothing clever for Tywin. Something clever. Yeah, in the whole scene, uh, Tywin is skinning a stag, and I guess the actor really did this, but there is a little bit of a mistake in this scene where you can see the cut of the stag, like someone prepared it for him, but he's really doing it, and uh, he's Jamie's sitting there watching, and uh, and and you get that feeling, and Joe kind of just hinted at that, Jamie... Jamie can't try dog shit one of that uh, wise ass shit with Tywin. Tywin just owns him here and breaks him down and builds him up again. He pl- he uses him like silly putty here, basically in the yep. scene. Yep. It could- Weak, pathetic, silly putty. There's only one person that can spa with Tywin in that family. And and, and could it be? And but the. But that's the thing. It's Tyrion, but he won't even let Tyrion step up to plate. You know, like the only, Tyrion's the only one that can hit Tywin's curveball, but he won't even let him get into the batter box. Well, and I think that just makes Tywin hate him that much more. Yeah, he's not supposed to be intelligent and clever and good at this crap. He's yep. just the family black sheep. Uh, the the chat the chat room says uh, Lola says this scene is an absolute masterpiece. I just rewatched it recently, and wow, the symbolism in this scene went completely over my head. The acting is just simply amazing. Uh, Claudia oh, says, of the stag right there. He's skinning. He's skinning a Baratheon, right there on the table. He's thinking of Robert. Like the there's whole there's time. some symbolism right there. You know, like that's that that's just one big piece of he's it all. He's the pig. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> 
Claudia says, how many people can skin an animal and have a conversation with their son and manipulate their son and guilt trip slash manipulate their well, son completely? Many, 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 many people like skinning, even, even there's a lot of hunters out there and stuff like that. Fishers that skin fish. It's not much different. Yeah, it's but they set this up as a symbolism sandwich for the audience. Oh, yeah. yes, and let's and let's put it this way, for good or for bad, what's awesome about the TV show and what some people that don't like it as much is sometimes they put the symbolism right the fuck out there. And this is just Tywin ripping apart a fucking stag, having fun with it. Well, it's important to mention that because a lot of people aren't going to see that, aren't going to, like, it, this is season one, this is only episode seven. People aren't thinking in terms Baratheon is the house uh, is their sim, sim, uh, sigil, sigil stag? Yeah. People you know, aren't used to the sigils and the standards. Right, and the Lannisters or the, the Lion, the Starks or the Wolf. They don't they don't really get those connections at first. And you know? it's just horrifying to see the skinning and butchering of the stag if you're not used to that kind of thing. Yep. So this I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you do, Crow. Crow loves the meat. So the scene starts up, and uh, Jamie's reading a letter, the letter sent by Ned in the last episode. Summon the court to answer for the crimes of your bannerman, Gregor Clegane, the mountain. Uh, you should arrive within the fortnight or be branded an enemy of the crown. And Jamie goes, poor Ned Stark, brave man, terrible judge judgment. And you get the feeling right away just from the look on Jamie's face. And we talked about this a lot throughout season one. And it's worth mentioning again here that I think Jamie, more than anything, Jamie in his own mind thinks of himself as an honorable person. So he wants Ned's uh, acceptance in a weird way. He respects Ned Stark yes. on, in a weird – I get this from Jamie Lannister anyway. J Joe might feel differently because he hates Jamie so much. But I feel, like J I feel like Jamie really respects Ned Stark and wants to be thought of like as a man like that. Like I'm just as honorable as Ned Stark. In his mind, yes. he thinks that. Yes, Ned Joe? Stark is the antithesis of the Lannister family way. And there is some good in Jamie, even though he acts as a Lannister does. I don't think Jamie sees that in himself at all. He wants to? He, he wants to see it in himself, and he wants others to see it in him, but he, he doesn't see it. In, but he doesn't even, he doesn't see it in himself. He knows he's the Kingslayer. He knows he just pushed a fucking boy out a window. He knows he's been screwing his sister and how much of a shame and embarrassment that's going to be. That's why it's a huge secret. He knows he fathered three, four, ba <laughs> four bastard children, three bastard children. Up, what is it? Three. Three? Three. You know, come on. Like, this is not this is not a guy who, mm. who knows that he's an honorable person. He's a guy who says, why doesn't, uh, do, doesn't anybody else see me as an honorable person? You know. They don't know these secrets about him, but yeah, they he don't. Certain, he, what he did, what he did, how he helped his his father fuck over his brother when they were younger. Uh, like, there's a lot of things that that Jamie Lannister has done that Jamie Lannister knows he has done. He knows he's not a good person. He knows he does bad, bad shit. But bad, nobody else bad does. Jamie so he Lannister. wants people to think of him like he's Ned Stark. He helped protect the realm by slaying the king. People should overlook the fact that he broke that oath like the king overlooked it because you know he helped extenuating circumstances. circumstances the guy was fucking nuts he Look. will never like himself or love himself just by virtue of the fact that he's a Lannister and he knows the Lannisters are toxic now Lola says George R. R. Martin should write another book how shit is done in Westeros by Tywin Lannister <laughs> 
<laughs> and then and then people seem to come down on Jamie. Claudia says, I don't think Jamie is good at all here. Not right. yet. Uh, Claudia says he has no soul yet. Apulia says, wow. yes, Jamie is horrid at this point. <laughs> okay, sorry, guys. He's perhaps the most human character here. And I gotta in say, this scene point, right now. Yeah, it's Katie, in this scene right now, of course. Even when we look in the future, everybody's saying not, not yet, not now. Oh, okay, Jamie. So hate. Those who Here comes the Jamie hate. In the future, where we are at this point, there has been no singular, nor uh, multiple. Like, you can't add up any amount of things that he has done. You don't think saving? No, oh, no I'm sorry. It, we can't. I don't want to talk about this because I because we'll use. I'll, I'll end up using evidence of spoilers that are to come, and we're going to try. And I meant to say this at the beginning. If you're just if you've never watched Game of Thrones past episode seven at this point, we're going to try the best we can to be respectful mm. of future spoilers. We're not perfect, but we're going to pretend we got in the DeLorean, got in Bill and Ted's uh, phone booth, and traveled back at eighty miles per hour through the time circles whatever and we're going back and watching these episodes for the first time that's how we're what we're trying to do here but we're not perfect so tread lightly if you haven't uh if you if you haven't watched future events of game of thrones but uh but yeah i was thinking of something jamie has done but we'll, we'll we might we may get to that jamie might might surprise you joe so tywin gets into it he says attacking what was that katie no, she said cough. Attacking him was stupid, he said uh Tywin goes back. And just so much contempt while he just guts the beast while he's talking to Jamie. Doing him was uh attacking him was stupid. Lannisters don't act like fools. And then we see entrails falling on the ground. And then it goes into the whole uh the line that we played before, the uh you gotta say something clever here. You're gonna say something clever. Clever. Go, go on. Go on, say something clever. And then, this is an interesting exchange. Uh, Jamie says, uh, well, uh, Catelyn Stark took my brother. And then, and then Tywin goes, why is he still alive? Like, he cares. Like, he gives a shit. Because uh, Jamie thinks he's talking about Ty uh, Tyrion at first. He goes, Tyrion? You care about Tyrion living or dying? And uh, Tywin's like, no, no. No, you idiot. Ned Stark. Don't be an idiot. One of, it, my, one of our men interfered and speared him through the leg before I could finish him. And it wouldn't have been clean. And then Tywin just gets this look at his face like, my sons, why am I, why am I blessed? Why am I cursed with the dumbest ass kids in the planet? Two dumb asses and a dwarf what what kind of dumb shit is this why is he still alive it would have been clean and tywin who never laughs almost laughs here when he says the word yeah, clean right? he's like clean you spend too much time worrying about what people think of you jamie says i he could have walked over to him and bitch slapped him with bloody hands just right across the face to, to answer lois to answer lois question i've heard it is a real a real deer in my in my researching the episode, I guess he he was working with a real Skinner on set and uh, was working a couple of uh, for a couple of weeks before skinning animals for real. So I think it was real. To answer to answer your question here, and that Claudia says I thought it was a real deer. So so he says, do you agree with what Tywin? Do you agree Tywin's assess, assessment of Jamie here that he that he he wants everyone else to think that he doesn't give a shit what they all think about it, but it really does bother him what everyone calls him. I mean, I, I guess essentially that's what we were saying before. That Jamie, I think both of them are extremely insecure at their very core, and they care very much what other people think of them. Katie, you, do you think Tywin's insecure? I, yes. I think, Super. I think Extremely. Tywin's insecure. I think Tywin is... Comp I, I'm not saying I disagree... Tywin's 
I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I think I don't know if it's motivated by insecurity or motivated by extreme, extreme ego. I, I don't I just don't know. It's it's a combination of both. He he extreme ego is usually a mask for extreme insecurity. But with him, I'm not sure if it's a mask. Yeah. I th I think he just might be that fucking pompous. I I, I think some some people are that pompous and no, think, think that they're I think he's I think the insecure. I think, I think what he's insecure about. Let me let me get my point out first. I think he's insecure about the fact that his father almost bankrupted his family and worrying about getting back to that point. I think Tywin within himself has a lot of confidence. I think his insecurity lies within the family name and the family name uh, presenting. So I guess both of us are right, essentially. I think within, or in my mind, because I think within Tywin, it's enormous ego, but he has this insecurity because of the fact that his family was almost wiped out because of one dumbass almost destroyed yeah, his whole family. He's confident of what his family and his family name is supposed to be. But he looks around him, and that does not exist in his world. His Correct. kids are idiots and dwarfs and incestuous. His brother's an idiot. And, and, uh... He's never achieved what he's really wanted to achieve. Which is a, a which is having a kid that he's not completely horrified by. Yeah, well, Among he other he things, he doesn't have an heir to, to the Casterly Rock. Rock yep. as, far, as far as he sees Aries it. screwed and, him on that one. And you know, you know, there's a there's a limit to how much wealth they have. The chat room is jumping on that. That Tywin is compensating for his daddy issues. Lois says, unsurprisingly, Tywin's dad was a very weak man who didn't even bother paying back when he owed debts. Maybe that's why Tywin became such a strict person when it comes to respect. And why for all here and for all that gold that's supposedly for respect. in Casterly Rock. How do you have debts when you're like the owners of the Westeros gold mine? <laughs> Like this shouldn't happen. Joe, could you do me a quick favor and just double check to make sure you're using your actual microphone, not the webcam mic? It just it sounds like you might be using the webcam mic. Just double check on that. Um, but anyways, I suppose he says I should suppose that uh, the lion <laughs> Jamie eventually gets into the whole thing where uh, I guess that. Uh, that I do think about the Kingslayer thing, and of course I think about what people say behind the back. And then Tywin goes into uh, this whole thing about, I could care less what anyone thinks about me, that's what you want people to think of. When you hear the whispering Kingslayer behind your back, does it bother you? Jamie says, of course it bothers me. Uh, and Tywin goes, well, a lion doesn't concern himself with the opinion of the sheep. And I suppose you should be, I suppose Unless you should be. they're very rich, powerful sheep. And re really pompous, powerful sheep. Oh, awesome. That sounds better. I think I think you uh, you switched it around. I suppose I should be grateful that your vanity got in the way of your recklessness. And uh, and is that Tywin making a dig at Tyrion? Yeah. Is that He's a, making a dig at all. At everyone. No, but I, he specifically says, I suppose I should be grateful that your vanity got in the way of your recklessness. Is that a personal dig at T Tyrion right there? That Tyrion's reckless for getting himself captured here? Perhaps. Could be. I didn't really think about that connection. And uh, Tim says, gold mines were not money yet, Joe. Uh, Tywin's looking for serial immortality of none of, none of his kids are him, says Critch. Uh, Claudia says, everyone in the Game of Thrones has daddy issues. All the daddies in these shows are horrible. Yep. yep. <laughs> George, the, the, real, the real person with daddy issues is George Martin. Yeah, or, or, or I would assume. 
I, I guess from what I was reading, because I've been doing some research for a video I was doing, uh, and George R. R. Martin said a lot of his inspiration for the series came from History of the War of the Roses and pet turtles that he had. <laughs> turtles do he, lead very dramatic, exciting lives. Yeah, he, he said for I, he, he didn't embellish that further, but he said it was the uh, hmm. some, some, something to do with turtles. And uh, yeah, the the morgues, the the kukunk, kukunk. <laughs> That's where the story of the turtles comes from. So, so Tyrion is Jamie's vanity. All he does is is uh, that whole line. Of, and then he says, "I'm giving you half our forces. You'll bring them to Catelyn Stark's child and home, and remind her that Lannisters pay their debts." And Jamie says, "I didn't realize you you uh, placed such a high value on my brother's life." And <laughs> and Tyrion said, and uh, Tywin says, "He's Not a Lannister. He might be the lowest of the Lannisters, but he's one of us. And as long and as..." Yeah, hello, we care about what other people think. We have to do something about this. We can't let people think we're weak. If you're wanting people to think or feel anything about you, you care about what they think and feel about you. Yep. That's just... And uh, Jamie, who tries okay. to wise-ass him, he tries to lawyer him here, and goes, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. so the lion <laughs> does concern himself with the opinions of the, uh, and, and Tywin cuts his ass off. No, no, that's not a fucking opinion, it's a fact. Get inside your head, uh, it, and Tywin just, he winds Jamie around his finger here. If another house can seize one of your own and hold him captive with impunity, we're no longer a house to be feared. Your mother's dead before long, I'll be dead, and your brother and sister, all of us dead, will be rotten in the ground. It's the family that lives on. That's all that lives on. Not your personal glory, not your fucking honor, but the family. Do you understand as he just cuts? And then he gets this like weird uh, bite. As he's, as he's broken him down, time to build up his ego now. You're blessed with abilities few men possess. You're best to belong to the most powerful family in the kingdom. You're blessed with youth. And what have you done with those blessings, huh? You've served a glorified... And this is just an insult. You've been a glorified bodyguard for two kings. One a madman, the other a drunk. The madman, I'm pretty sure, Tywin, you worked for the mad, mad, men, mad men for many years yourself as hand to the fucking king. Hand he was handed the yeah. king to... Him twice and to another king as well, I think. Right? Insight does not exist with this dude. She has absolutely no insight. <laughs> Claudia says, George, daddy issues. Good point. Lola says, want to know how to tear down your kid and bring him back up? Study this scene. Tywin was intimidating yep. right at the beginning. Claudia says, what a dad. And Vaughn says, must be stressful as hell keeping up a constant image. Absolutely. Yep. It really is. A lying yeah. in... A the lie of it is hard. Uh, my grandfather used to say he didn't lie because he didn't have a good memory. You have to remember, and you just have to like constantly yep. remember to put on that mask all the time. Uh, Critch says, also, you're in a position of power. You have to continue to be respected. Another word for fear in Tywin's mind. Yep, he equates fear with yep. respect. Yep. Insecure narcissist. It's better to be loved or feared. And what have you done with these blessings? You're he can only give him so much love, though. <laughs> what have you done with these blessings? You're sort of glorified bodyguard, two kings, a madman, and a drunk. And then he, the future of our family will be determined in these next few months. We could establish a dynasty that lasts thousands of years. We could collapse into nothing as the Targaryens did. I need you to become the man you've always meant to be. Not next year, not tomorrow, bitch. Fucking now. And Tywin. Oh, no, I feel some hope for the Targaryens. Yeah, they ain't gone yet. Nope. But Ty Tywin, this is Tywin's version of a pep talk manipulation, and this is our introduction to Tywin. I have to say, out of all of our new characters being introduced, 
characters being introduced scenes. This is my favorite so far. I awesome. love yes. this introduction to Tywin. I love what Charles Dance brings to Tywin and rereading and re-listening to the books on tape as much as I enjoy the character of Tywin in, in the book context as well. Uh, Tywin just, he brings Tywin to a, alive in a way that can't be done on the page for me. He, it, he, 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 he adds a... Di- he adds a different dimension to Tywin to me. This like extra schmarmy uh, odor to him. I can't quite explain it. It's what Charles Dance brings to it. He's a very, very stern man. Like, good job, good acting job. Well done to, great, to him. They must have watched Beverly. Him immensely. They must have watched The Golden Child and been like, "We need to get this guy. We need to get Sado <laughs> Numspa to be our." That's Tywin. Sado Numspa. Ay 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 my brother, my brother Dumsi. We might need to do a recap of that movie just because Tywin's in it. That that might be a uh, holiday issues. <laughs> a, a holiday. <laughs> To give oh, me God. the night. Yeah, we, we review this, we review that, we recap that, whatever. So, okay. So we go from fucking one um, one of the most amazing scenes. All right, let's get a couple of uh, comments before we go. Wipe that right there. Right? You just wipe that on yourself. <laughs> Claudia says he's tearing uh, down of Jamie is exactly why Jamie is wh- the way he is. And oh, if people absolutely. lose their fear in... Uh, fear of you their hatred will compel them to tear you apart jailhouse diplomacy dragon awesome an introduction <laughs> to his character no scene could have been better i agree uh critch another tragic case of someone uh someone causing what he seeks to avoid yeah fulfilling fears and that and that's Woo! the thing whatever we want to say about because this is speculation that's never actually talked about in the stories whatever so it's something we can talk about without spoiling anything whatever we want to think about uh Tyrion's true parentage and where that kind of lays out Tywin should have realized dwarf or not his best chance at someone replicating uh his mind the only person in the room that could be on his level in a in a in a trivial pursuit of Westeros game yep. is Tyrion when it really comes down and to it so talk about toughness strength iron will he Tyrion yep. embodies that what was that Tyrion is the strongest and the smartest Lannister I do yes. think he is smarter than his father his father can't see past any of it. All his father can see is uh, the circumstances of his birth his and what he did to his mother. Right. And the dwarfism, all of it. He can't see past it. He can't see, he can't see how he can be. Nobody else could respect him. So how is he supposed to be the one that carries on the family name? If the rest of the world isn't going to respect him enough, if everybody well, say something clever. feels like they can slice him in half. If you could draw a picture of Tyrion of Tywin's worst fears of what his family name could become, it's it's right. Talk about the disfigured dwarf. It's yep. Tyrion in their world. The horror, the horrifying, monstrous thing, and he's looking at what he feels the Lannister name is becoming. And I also want I also take it a step further to say that. 
with Jamie and Tyrion in the sense that bo- they both have a sense of humor. Spe- I mean, both of them do. Uh, but specifically, yeah. Tyrion has this sarcastic wit that mm. that Tyrion that Tywin has this disdain for laughter connected to his own personal yeah. daddy <laughs> issues. No, it's yeah, it's it's be, no, it's connected to people laughing at his father and and laughing at his family name and all of that. And there's a specific story I'm blanking yeah. on right now that uh that that Tywin specifically there's a reason why Tywin doesn't like laughing that or with the whole reigns of casimir thing with the people laughing at him and him just uh destroying two families because people laughed at him yeah but he doesn't care he doesn't give a shit he d- yeah exactly he's not a, he doesn't care what other people think <laughs> but, but oh. no he doesn't uh so a couple more uh the comment section before we move on to the next scene vaughn jamie is that guy who looks for approval everywhere because he couldn't get it from dad sm down welcome did uh did you sansa in a new gene gray x oh yes i did and holy fucking shit Holy fucking shit. Big Kev, if you happen to listen to this, I was I didn't get a chance to give you a question. I was going to ask you if you could ask Sophia Turner to marry me. Um, Dragon says, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Great dialogue in the book where Tywin's sister says that uh, Tyrion was his father, was his father's son. Uh, Claudia says, what kind of dad? His kids had to be messed up. It's amazing Tyrion turned out so well, probably because he didn't get any attention from Tywin. That's an excellent point. Sam also says, Tywin is easy, easily my top favorite character in the show, but I agree that Tyrion is the best Lannister of them all. And SM Down says, Cersei should be the nightmare that his family will become because she is stupid. <laughs> yeah, but she's beautiful. Yes. So she, everything she does that's evil and stupid is okay. She's got good cheekbones, is what it comes down to. It actually. Yep. Yep. That's all it takes in life. Yep. Image, not substance. Okay. Should we exactly get exactly what Tywin wants? Should we? Should we? Should we move along to this dumbassery by Ned Stark here? Can, can we move on? To, oh. Can we move on? Oh. It was dumbassery yes. here. It's dumbassery oh. in the book. What, what the fuck are you what doing, Ned Stark? Everyone out of the room. No, we're like, that... you're having an important paper. We're, we're not, Katie. We're not. Contract. Katie, we're not. Ah. Katie, Sorry. Katie, no, that's okay. I'm just, I just, you're, you're jumping the gun. That's stupid number two. This is stupid number one. Stupid, the, stupid number actually, one. Actually, 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 that might be stupid number three. There's like several stupid Ned Stark moments. Let's 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 start counting the Stark moments. And especially in this episode, this is the episode is could be could be called "You Win or You Die" or "Ned Stark, You're Stupid." That that's what and I'm sorry to say that. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win. Or you die. Oh my goodness, he's dying. I like, I like Ned Stark. You're stupid. He's already crippled, and then he just keeps crippling himself more and more and more. I like oh. And you would think at a I point hope he survives this season because. Me him. too. I hope because I because I want to see how he could react learning from some of these mistakes he makes and he He's could play the game man. a little bit better because you because there were so many points in this episode where I just wanted to be like Ned come on and there was like close yeah. decisions you can make and then when he finally decides to do one you know thing that's slightly unhonorable it's like the lamest thing in the world it's like it's like yes I'm gonna go against my parents wishes here and I'm gonna go into the cookie jar and eat one of the sugar free cookies <laughs> I'm gonna change this to air instead of uh, I'm so bad. What? What? <laughs> okay, let's get let's get to this. So Ned, so because because we're we're jumping the gun a little bit here on the on the dumbassery of Ned Stark here. So so Ned and Cersei are meeting to talk, and I know this is blasphemy to some people out there. I'm sorry. This is the dumbass Ned Stark episode. This episode specifically, and I'll go to say spoiler alert if you haven't watched past this spoiler alert that in the next couple of episodes, Ned Stark 
knows that he made so many fucking this mistakes. Is why in. honor is overrated. Yes. Talk about learning if, the lesson. If he could give way. any Ooh. lesson from to his kids after the lessons Ooh. of these days, it's don't be a dumbass like me. So Ned and Cersei meet to talk because in the book it's a little bit more clear that Ned calls for her, sends a person to her, waits all day and all night, and she eventually shows up there. Um, and this is right after he's recovering from his injury and he's figuring everything out. Uh, so it's a little bit more of a wait. It kind of just jumps to her showing up there. And it's an interesting visual of her walking up, and it's uh, from Ned Stark's perspective, and you just see her, and she so innocently looks at him, oh, you're in pain, and he goes, I've had worse, my lady, and then she basically tells him straight out, perhaps it's time to go home, Ned, the South doesn't agree with you. And Ned doesn't waste any time. Mm-hmm. I know the mm-hmm. truth that John Aaron died for. Cersei smiles like, oh, like I didn't know why you called me here. Do you, Lord Stark? Is that why you called me to pose me fucking these riddles? Riddle me this, Ned man. And <laughs> and then Ned looks at the uh, looks at the the punch on the face from the last episode, and that uh, Mar- that uh, that Robert hit her, and and he goes, does he do this often? And he says, no, Jamie would have killed him. My brother's worth a thousand of your friend, your brother or your lover. And bam, bam, right oh. away, what the fuck are you thinking saying to her oh. that you know this? If you have aces in your hand and you know, you don't go to the person, oh, golly gee, I got aces, Joe. You better stay in the hand. Fuck you, Ned, hold it close to your fucking vest. Yeah. What are you, to, to quote the angry video game, what are you thinking? What the fuck, Ned Stark? I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a fucking Joe rant about this dumbassery. Ned, you're Please. a fucking moron. Stupid idiot. Don't disclose this shit. Don't, you know who you're dealing with here. It's not like you don't know that Cersei Lannister is a slimy-ass motherfucker. You constantly, yep. since day one, have been talking about how slimy yep. this whole fucking family is. And you're and you're yep. so dumb. You're a fucking idiot. You just bring yep. it to her like, here, here's a big fucking Twinkie. Eat this shit, Cersei Lannister. And don't throw it up at me because yellow dye number five makes me sick. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, anyways. So, oh God, Joe! Holy shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Afraid those birds have flown. Okay, I'm sorry, Varys. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Okay. So, Claudia says Ned should have just said, "Wait, did I say that out loud?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. He he completely he was. Moron. This is this is what this is what just happened. Big Kev, you'll agree. The flop just came down, and Ned Stark threw down his pocket aces and said, "Ha! I got three of a kind." Oh, you all in dumbassery. So okay, it gets worse though here, because because uh, what the fuck was Ned think? Anyways, she goes on. Yeah, the Targaryens wed. Bro- she doesn't deny it. She goes. She just confidently, smugly looks at him. They've been wedded she brothers and sisters it. for three hundred years to keep their bloodlines pure. Jamie and I are more than brother and sister. We shared a womb. We came into this world together. We belong together. And then Ned, like he didn't figure out this part before, gets the. Dis- you hear that? You hear that? Hear that? All you twins out there. <laughs> it's pure. Says, you belong if you guys, together. If you guys happen to be watching this, the, the, did you hear that, Vincent Brian? Brian, did you hear that? <laughs> Brett and Todd. <laughs> yeah, Brett and Todd. Did you hear that, guys? Did you hear that? If you share the There's, there's a wonderful... Uh, oh, Al, Craig, did you hear that? Did you hear it? Yeah. Oh gosh! Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, Steel Sa- Steel Sabers turned in at the exact time that I started uh, going on my rage and Ned Stark. Yeah, if you, if you, oh, thank God you had it. Oh gosh, Ned Stark defenders, stay away this, here. This, this is this is singularly the 
biggest moment of fuck up a tune no. from Ned Stark. No, no, no. I, 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 take, I take it one further, uh, Joe. I take it uh, one. I, I'll, okay, we'll, we'll hold on that, but I might raise you later. I might raise you and not listening to Renly. I'll raise you, uh, I'll raise you not uh, what he says in the throne room after in that point where he loudly says out loud that uh, you're not the fucking king in front of the, the dumbass. But we're going to get to all that. <laughs> So, so, so he's, when Ned says, my, Ned eventually comes to my, my son saw you with him as a discovery, like he didn't realize it already. And her look is like, I don't give a fuck, but yeah. And then she turns around, you love your children with all of my heart. He says, no more than I love mine. And they're all Jamie's. Ned comes at her. Thank the gods. And I thought this was a really interesting. Thank the gods. <laughs> in a rare event that Robert leaved his whores for long enough to stumble drunk into my bed and finish him off in other ways in the morning he doesn't remember. Ned says you always hated him. And she. And she says, oh, we've got a telephone call here. Oh, my gosh. Let's take our tel- – oh, our, sorry. Our, something happened weird with our phone call. Uh, but, uh, but please call back and either leave a message or call back, and we'll definitely open the phone lines at a later point in time. But if you're, uh, if you're listening again, please give a call. I don't know what happened. But it was like, oh, holy shit. I didn't know we could ring. And uh, she says, hated him. I worshipped him. Every girl in the Seven Kingdoms dreamed of him, but he was mine by oath. And when I finally saw him on our wedding night in the Sept of Baylor, I thought this is the reason I'm going to read this whole monologue. I, I thought this was a really awesome monologue by her. Uh, and really, it almost tongue-tied at a certain point in time. Lean and fierce and black-haired, black-bearded, it was the happiest moment in my life. That night he crawled on top of me, stinking of wine, and did what... This is the line that's tongue-tied. And she delivers it. Fucking awesome. Stinking of I, I wine, meant, yeah. and he did what he did, what little he could do, and whispered in my ear, Leanna, your sister was a corpse, and I was a living girl, and he loved her more than me. And, and I think Cersei is transferring all this anger onto, onto reeked Nick. Reeked of wine. He probably reeked at two of the bridesmaids as yep. well. At least two. At least. Oh, fuck it, at least. But yeah, call her. If, you, uh, if you're still listening, definitely call back if you, if you would like. If you would like. And uh, so, yes, the tone is just so evil and knowing. And uh, your sister was a corpse, and uh, he loved her more than me. And he just gives her that look like, ugh. Gives him the, he, she gives him that look. So Ned yeah. says, yeah. mistake number two. When the king returns from his hunt, when the king returns from his hunt, I'll tell him the truth. You must be gone by then. Your children, I will not have their blood on my hands. Go as far away as you can with as many men as you can, because wherever you go, Robert's wrath will follow you. And I wrote in big letters here, does De Ned really believe he's going to win here? Does does he, isn't he wondering why she's so calm looking at him? Does he it never, he's a soldier with a, with a soldier's mind. Wake the fuck up, Ned Stark. Uh, we we got our caller. Call her. wrote out her murder plan for her. One second, caller. He's on a hunt. Uh, Go uh, take care of him. Yeah, it's Lots absolutely ridiculous that it doesn't put him on on edge. That she is so calm. One second, caller. Expecting to Okay. It really is. Welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? Not much. It's Justin Down or Jay. Uh, I was just calling to say that the stupidest movie made was not getting extra guards when he went to confront um, Cersei and Joffrey when he uh, was going to show them that letter. Yeah. And, Ram and um, Robert's brother was right. Ned, did, Ned and uh, Robert didn't care about True King when it when it mattered before about have about when the Mad King was, um, was yeah. going to be the king. It shouldn't have mattered 
when Stannis was going to be the king if he wasn't the right, if the right ruler. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Good, good point, SM. And I want to point out that there is Targaryen blood in the Baratheon bloodline yes. Yes, that goes is. way back. So part of it was if we kill all the Targaryens, the Baratheons are the rightful heirs as well because they actually have Targaryen blood in their line. I think so though it would so go to them. And they're the closest. You know, it's it's well documented. Mm, yeah, look back in history of our world. There's lots of well documented uh, ancestry to, to royalty <laughs> and. Yeah. But like Claudia says, Arg, mm. did he really think she was leaving? And Sam says, is he going to tell Robert? What the hell are you telling Cersei about it? Yeah, exa exactly, Sam. If you're going to tell Robert, what the fuck? Are, are you really giving a shit about protecting her kids after she threw your kid out a window? Are you taking the high ground here, Ned Stark? No. He now, doesn't know. He doesn't know that she was the one that He just said up. it two seconds ago, Joe. He just said, uh, you, my son saw you two, and you, he got, is that why he said that earlier in the scene yeah, to her? Yeah, he just figured that he out. He just said that to her, and now he gives a shit and about her kids. he's still expecting her to do the right thing. <laughs> Fuck Ned yeah. Stark uh, here. He's a dumbass. Uh, I'm sorry. I love him so much. I just, I think he's just so he's stupid in this man. episode. He's like, uh, almost like uncharacteristically stupid, because there's like certain things that he... Honorable or not, he's not an idiot. Usually, seriously, yeah. And he These makes really huge, dumb huge moves huge here, or underestimates, think, or underestimates this her. Is, this is where the you know, as far as uh, Renly being right, and if uh, if, if Renly is uh, right in that, Renly. if they didn't care about the order of succession, then what should it matter now? Well, then Renly. Ned Stark should be king, not you. Yeah, I agree with that. And yes. I th also think Renly lost. We'll, we're going to get to that scene because there was a moment in that mo in that interaction where I think Renly could have had Ned if he came at it with a different tack. I think it was because of the way that Renly uh, phrased everything in that scene, set Ned, made Ned's whole little uh, honorable insides tingle in a bad direction. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't realize that he has to. What people don't aren't doing. Nobody's playing to Ned. Ned doesn't allow you to even play to his sense of honor. When people do, he gets a little disgusted by it. Like Jamie's tried to do it with a, a few people have well, tried to do it with him, and he's, he's just like, true character. Oh. yeah. I don't want to pretend right. Honor. I, I don't think I don't think there's any. I think Ned. One of Ned's flaws is being able to see through most. Uh, no, because he can't see through Peter Baelish's bullshit. Yeah, he does though. That's the does, that's yeah. the fucked up thing. Like, he just doesn't yeah. listen. It's like he sees what he sees what he needs to do. And Littlefinger kind of calls him out on this again. It's a scene of Deep Space Nine with Garrick and uh, and Captain Cisco. <laughs> uh, the pale moonlight. You know what you need me to do, Captain. You those words just stick in your tongue. Why did you ask me to help you? Because I can do the things that you can't do. Ned doesn't allow Littlefinger to do the things that he needs to do. I think that's another point. I think Little. 
Littlefinger gives him an opportunity for him to help him out at a point in time here. And that's a big I question. I don't think Littlefinger would have done it. I don't think Littlefinger would have come through. You don't think so? Even if he agreed no, to I no, uh, if he had agreed to bow to if he had agreed to bow to Joffrey, I think Littlefinger would have would have been like, okay, I got Ned Stark to do something bad, and then you would have worked with him on whatever plan that they had later on to take Joffrey out. No, he would have. He would. I think he would. He had a plan to take out Ned Stark, or to take Ned Stark down, and Ned Stark didn't go along with it. And gave him an even better, quicker plan to do it. Mm. Because ultimately the result is the same. That family stays in power. Only now Ned Stark is removed immediately. I agree with you. I think it was just like, Baelish was like, trying to steer Ned Stark into, into, you know, bowing, bending the knee and just being complacent. And it was going to take care of him later because he has revenge in mind for the Stark family for what his brother did to him. Also because he loves Catelyn or loved her and she spurned him. Uh, And I just think it's the game of it. I think you just like the game of it too. So let's jump in the, let's jump in the chat for a second here. Claudia says, everyone keeps trying to give Ned advice, but he won't listen. Claudia says, being honorable does not mean you have to be stupid. Steel Saber says, all the characters have flaws. This is a major Stark flaw. You see it in all of his sons and maybe in some ways in his daughters at crucial moments. Maybe not Sansa. Critch says, if Renly didn't push himself as king at that moment, I think he would have been more willing to go with him. I agree with that. We'll, we'll talk about that more when we get that scene. I think if Renly had said, uh, we need to get the, to Stannis or we just need to... We'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll figure that out later, but I agree that we should take the kids now and get them the hell out of the, the, uh, the, uh, the castle now. Uh, Sam says, yeah, I understand why he went because he and Robert were close friends, almost like brothers, as Rob said multiple times. And uh, we continue on here. Uh, you must be gone, your children, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and and Cersei again calls, like, basically just says it to his face. And what about my wrath, Lord Stark? You should have taken the realm for yourself. Jo- Jamie told me about that day at King's Landing fell. He was sitting in the Iron Throne. You made uh, him give it up. All you need to do is climb the steps and sit down. Sad, mis- sad mistake. Lord Stark, and then we get into our big line of the episode. Where, where is that? Here it is. The the line of the title of the episode. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win, or you die. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. Uh, that that's an interesting point that I want to make on a different at a different podcast. Maybe uh, Ned for a second looks scared and confused. Like maybe did I just do something wrong? No, no, no. I'm perfectly good. I got this for the most part. But this is. The Game of Thrones. He jumped up at the table, the poker table, and declared what his hand was after the flop. Yep. That he got he got overexcited or something like. Now maybe, this was his well, biggest mistake. This. The only uh, thing I can really. think here is that maybe because she's a girl, he completely underestimates what power she might have Absolutely. to influence the things around her. That's his misogynistic ways. It's the ways of the time. Or the Westerosian. It's a great flaw Absolutely. in his honor armor. I agree with he that. He doesn't see it. I mean, he grudgingly lets Arya become who she's going to become, but still tries to push the girl stuff. <laughs> Claudia push says, well, if we really want to get to the point fingers, if Ned wouldn't have started digging around, none of this would have happened if Catelyn got Ned to start oh. digging after Bran was pushed. <laughs> oh. It's all Catelyn's fault. He just, he just never should just have left the point to King's continue. Landing. He just no. should have been like, no, Robert, man. Go Please. Get away from me. But okay, I want to make one point, and I I don't want to talk too much about this because I want to do a separate pod, podcast about this subject. 
the the first book of the series is called Game of Thrones, and it's all about uh, when it comes down to this moment where Cersei says that this is a line from the book. It continues on both, and. The HBO decided to use this as the title for the entire series uh, instead of calling it The Song of Ice and Fire. And I think that's an interesting thing when some people, not me, not me, some people complain about certain aspects of the series and go, this isn't very Game of Thrones-like. This is, uh, I don't care about the magic mm. stuff. I, I love the King's Landing, the espionage, the this. That's what Game of Thrones is. And I think HBO might have dug themselves, that might have been one of the, one of the I'm not going to say a mistake, but it, and it was an interesting choice to name the series this and not name the whole the show A Song of Fi- Ice and Fire. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it interesting. It become a sticking point with people. There, there are kind some people that, that constantly say, well, well, this is Game of Thrones. It should be this. But Game of Thrones is really yeah. that first book. And then, and then, every, and then you know, Clash for Kings, uh, Summer Swords, it, 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 goes, it goes on. And I'm not saying the name yeah. doesn't work for everything, but I think it's only one aspect of what the whole story is. And, uh, and, and I don't know. It's an interesting subject that of, of how they should have, if they, if they were right, named the series. We'll talk more about that in a later, yeah, at a later uh, date. That's, that's something that's definitely worthy of discussion. Yeah, it's worthy of, dis- of discussion. Of dis- because I've read, especially in this past season when you heard in season five, when you read a lot of uh, some of the, the negative stuff that, I mean, I'll, I'll complain about Dorne. We complained a lot about Dorne, but there's a lot of unnecessary negative activity that's based around it was this wasn't very game of thrones like this is yeah that's that's whatever that's get just, over it yeah fuck it's you <laughs> go fuck yourself you. in a hug i'm gonna give you a hug go fuck yourself and take a Aww. hug <laughs> it's a hugging fuck yourself go hug yourself yeah go hug yourself yeah go that that'll be our thing go hug yourself <laughs> go hug yourself go hug yourself you fucking you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i it's. It, I really think that it's still the epi, epi, season after season. It's still the Game of Thrones. There, we it's still have Khaleesi title. looking for her throne. There's still there was still the, the King Beyond the Wall until recently. I, like Joe, I have no need for uh, silly iron chairs and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still the Game of Thrones. And uh, and bur- it, oh, you mean throne thrones. Throne, throne. I'm sorry, lands, lands, not <laughs> lands. The only, I can't get the only seat a, a cow need is horse. Is horse. <laughs> Rachel says, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's my attitude. And I'm gonna say that again. Yeah. If, if you, you don't, don't like, like it, it, don't fucking read it. Watch it, you dirty bitch. Go fuck yourself. Go, go fuck yourself, you son of a bitch. Uh, Dorne was still Game of Thrones, like, even though it was poorly executed, someone probably just started a war. Yeah, I, I actually, re- like, the Dorne stuff, besides the, some of the Sand Snake stuff, I like anything that we got with Doran, with, uh, mm, Bash- yes. with Bashir there, and I want to get into Bashir. more, excuse me, and I didn't even mind some of the, like, the later Sand Snake stuff with the poisoning. I just think there were two horrible scenes with them. The attack yeah. and that, um, whatever. We're, we don't have to talk about season five here. We're done. We're done talking about, uh, not done talking about season, season five. One. Yeah, we're only on season one here. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Cut that. Reverse it. <laughs> Cut that from the podcast. So, uh, so the, let's get, we can kind of yada yada this scene a little bit. We go into Littlefinger's right. horror house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great scene! Sorry, sorry, this Sam. One was for the kids. We are in little. Now we go to Littlefinger's whorehouse with Roz and another girl fucking. Yes, we have. Oh, it's hot. Oh, oh, oh. 
I think this was the panel, panel that we did with Ross. Yeah, this might have been the scene that Joe asked her about. What was it like to film that scene with Lord Baelish? You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I think I asked her who who did she want to have who a scene with want? that she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt says Dorn. What's Dorn? I, I never heard of such a place. <laughs> so i don't know okay yeah, i wish i was with i know people call this stuff sex position uh and that's a big big uh big buzzword for these kind of scenes but to me this comes off more as just an evil monologue foreshadowing for what Littlefinger does later in the episode than anything we don't really learn much other than we hear the story of what happened with Littlefinger, but we had kind of yeah. already heard it before from different people, but we hear it from his perspective. His but it's a lot of evil. Well, we also get to see into into just how, I mean, he, we get to see he's a pimp. He's uh, he's trying to manipulate these women into, into being able to manipulate people. He's a very strict and exacting pimp. Yeah, like we see, we see a lot into his character at this point. We see that he's not just like, Ah, uh, this guy working behind the scene. We see that he's not a nice man. We see that he's definitely not a nice man with this scene. Critch says, the voice talking about the whorehouse is making me feel like Trant. Don't do that again. <laughs> it was a little creepy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry yeah. about that. I'll never do I'll never do that. Never do that lie. again. Come on over here, little girl. I'm sorry. Oh. So hey cr- hey, hey crow, crow come sit on my shoulder. <laughs> sorry guys okay none more no more of that so so yeah we get little fingers whorehouse as someone said back when little fingers sam said when whorehouse was in its prime functioning establishment yes uh kurt says yes this is a fine fine place fine fine place so come Jesse. on so basically little fingers not happy with uh how Roz and, and girl number two are or or faking their orgasms it's ridiculous well they sound ridiculous <laughs> they sound ridiculous and he's he calls them don't be ridiculous that sounds stupid. i don't know i didn't see anything different i liked it i was also i was a hey I like English, leave the room for a minute. I'll enjoy let's it. Get, let's get it. If, but, we're, but if we were voting, I would say I enjoyed the second one more than the first one. If we're really nah, talking. They were both good enough for me. Okay. Right? Okay. 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 Ross right. makes a good guy. Fair enough. Gotta say. Uh, Claudia says he was multi- <laughs> Claudia says he was multitasking like Tywin was. He could give his life story and teach his girls how to fuck. Way to go. Way to go. Oh, way to yeah. go. I th- I think industrious man. Yeah, he is. He has skills. I think we have a. I think we have a voicemail. Let me play a creepy, voicemail. Creepy skills. One second. Let's play this voicemail. This might be about. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what this is about. Let's see. Fire is too long. It doesn't roll off the tongue that well for a TV series. Game, Game of Thrones is still the better title. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, like when it when it really comes down to it. Yeah, so was I. What was that? That's what like. That's what, yeah. Would, it would break down to ASOFI. You got to think about that a lot when it comes to TV series, when it comes to certain ch- certain things that people's attention spans a lot short. You want to pop it, pop, 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 yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. When it really comes down to it, it's a t- it's a tighter title. It it works. Yeah, a song of ice and fire is more obscure and poetic and symbolic. <laughs> Game of Thrones gets right to the point. Petey's, they all want the throne. PD's live music says, "I really want to go hug yourself." T-shirt. We might have found our uh, we we might have found yeah. our official first uh, first T-shirt idea. Go fuck yourself. I mean, excuse Trademark. me. Go. 
<laughs> go hug yourself. Tra- yeah, trademark, trademark. <laughs> and uh, so, so, so he tells he has the second orgasm happen, sexy time in the background while, and he gets in this whole, uh, you know, you're not you're fooling him. You're the man. Yep, you're not fooling them. They just paid for you. They know what you are. They know it's all an act. Your job is to make them forget what they know. This takes time. You need to ease into it. Ease it, baby. As he gets closer, he's winning you over in spite of yourself. He's enjoyed his cock since he was old enough to play with it. Uh, why shouldn't you? He knows better than other men. He, he's, he's, he's known deep down inside talking about himself. He Now he has proof. He's so good. He's reaching something deep down inside you that, uh, that he, you never even knew was there. Overcome your very nature and Roz gets turned on by this and she goes well, why don't you join us and he goes I'm saving myself for another and oh, she's just sucking no, up yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she, she was a little she... turned on by this no 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 no, no. see and there was. you go I think she's she doing her job Phil yeah, she... that's what she's supposed to be making you think that she's turned on by this yeah. but she's not she wants him to shut the fuck up so she can get on with her day what better way to shut the fuck I'll shut him up. I'll stick my pussy in his fucking mouth. And then he won't be able to tell me any more of these stupid fucking stories or give me instructions on how to get men off, which I've been doing for the last fucking 15 years since I was 12. Yep. Get him off and get this over with. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's seems- right. Yeah, she's just trying to shut him up. Like, really, like, shut the fuck up, Baelish. I, I know how to fucking jam my fist up this girl's ass. I've been doing it for men for the last six months here. I, my favorite point to bring up in this is I love when he gets all serious. Yes, I do believe my Lord's in love for many years, most of my life. And then he's just, and he gets very serious and like almost poetic look in his eyes. And then he just t- says out of the corner of his mouth, play with her ass. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah. yeah. Play with her ass. Play with her ass. I, just <laughs> yeah, I kept saying it. How many times? For like five minutes straight, I'm like, play with her ass. I he just he could do so, so Joe, so Joe, I knew this person I was going to work the other day and I, I really need to tell you about the play with her ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to slip it in. Um, so, so yeah, we were doing this thing the other day, play with her ass. So then I talked to you. <laughs> he just keeps going with it. It's fucking great. Please don't play with my ass. <laughs> hey, a, I think hey. there's already somebody in. There's not enough room for me in your ass right now. Oh, right. that's right. No room for you. Crow's ass is tight. Crow's ass is very tight. Uh, one fist at a time. <laughs> so, so he right as the orgasm <laughs> happens, he says, "I've read all the stories. The hero, the hero never beats the villain in all the story. The hero always beats the villain in the stories. In the end, she and then talking about the." The moment with, with uh, mm. we've already heard this from uh, Catelyn's perspective, but we hear it now from his perspective, where he he says he she wouldn't even let him kill me. Yep. So he thinks He's of that as a, a big boy. dishonor. That yeah, he was just oh. a boy. Please don't hurt him. She gave him a nice, so he gave me this nice little scar to remember him by, and off they went. And Ross says, is he still married to him? Oh, no, he got himself killed before the wedding, as he so happily smiles. But she ended up with his brother, an even more impressive specimen. She loves him, I'm afraid. And why wouldn't she? I mean, who could compare to him? He's just so good as the hoe comes. Do you know what I've learned losing that duel? I've learned I'll never win that way. That's their game, their rules. I'm not going to fight them. I'm going to fuck them. And that's what I know. That's what I am. And by only admitting what we are, we can get what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Now wash yourself, crow. But you're working tonight. Pete's Live Music says, Joe, you're truly a romantic. (laughs) 
Okay, Lana. Woohoo! Thought they had took off to SD, uh, San Diego Comic Con with no other videos posted before this one. How long have you guys been on? Uh, we've been on about uh, about an hour or so. And we're only on like the set. <laughs> we're on scene four. Yeah, we're on scene two, I think. I think this is scene, no, scene three. So a couple of these scenes. Stuff. A couple of these scenes we're going to yada yada through a little bit. Uh, Kaylana says sex position at its finest. Yeah, this is what this is one of the best sex position scenes that we have in the entire series. And it's a really interesting. I forgot to mention the line of the uh, the line of the scene, though. And uh, oh, I thought we've, we've covered this film. Play with her ass. How many times? Have we done what other line could that be? <laughs> the line where where she where Roz asks him, "What do you want, my lord?" And he says, "I want it all. Everything there is. Everything." He just wants to burn it down to rule the ashes. And and I don't know if we. I'm sorry if this is a spoiler and we haven't got to that yet. But to that line about little, that Varys line. But I think this is the truest example of Varys being totally on point. Knowing Littlefinger here and knowing that yeah. Littlefinger would would burn it all down to rule the ashes. No, yep. Littlefinger oh, is yeah. he's dangerous. He's already been put out there and afraid those birds have flown. Yes, Varys, those birds have fucking flown. Littlefinger is oh, out there Varys. and he's well, please, and he is dangerous. How long does it take to get some more birds out there to get the to get the word out just in case you fuck? Send out some more birds. Why doesn't he go off on them? Like he just like oh. Okay. Oh well. Bye. Like send Joe, out some more fucking birds. You know birds that fly over to Essos. Send the fucking birds. Joe, don't if, make me cut off. Your if brain. we could, Joe, if we could jump in the time machine for a second and go back to the future here and talk legitimately about like what the fuck Varys is doing here when it really comes down to it, I wonder because. Okay, can we can we do this? Can we go back in the future? If you if you haven't watched past season one, please pause right now. I'm giving you five, four, three, two, one. What the fuck was Varys doing here? Because is he counting on Jorah changing his mind? Because he would have killed Daenerys here, and isn't his goal to protect Targaryens? Hmm. Curious. I just don't. I don't understand what exactly he was doing here. But I don't think he looks at. I don't think he looked at Danny. She's the only one left. Own choice. She's the only one left. Viserys is dead. He just died. Uh, he did just die, yes. So you think but Varys doesn't know? Yeah, she's just a little girl. You think the little right. bird doesn't a, know? She's a girl. She can't be a viable she, she's option. She's not a viable option. She's At that a woman. point, maybe. She doesn't start to become a viable option until until later. But her, in the but her son. But yeah, wait, wait, what? But her son would be. But her son. But wait, but her son would be. Her son would be. Why would he want her son dead? Her son would not necessarily be. But because he's her protecting son is the. Call he said no. Wait, no. Harassed. Again, we're in the future here. So Varys in season five said he has been a part of a Targaryen regime to bring the Targaryens back since Robert was in was at, was a king. So yes. he's been doing this since around this time. So has it all been for Viserys? Because yeah. Fagin well, doesn't well, exist in this world. Well, and see, but that's just it. If we're gonna talk about that, we have to talk about what's in the books. But no, because because no, because no, I'm talking about just the show universe. He says that it's a conundrum. It was fucking with me while I was watching this. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Varys? I just assumed he was referring to Varys. I mean, uh, by series, by series. Yeah, I guess. I uh, mean, he may not have known that by series ended up being a bratty 
Ego. Sam says, I just, I'll, I'll jump in the chat room. At this time, he was pushing the kid brother and might have been thinking Daener- uh, Danny's death would get Drogo moving. Perhaps. Because the plan could have been at this point to uh, get Drogo going and, and, and by killing Daenerys, Drogo would, would take Robert down. And then he could install anybody he wanted into that position. Uh, Sam says he also was supposedly the one who tipped off Jorah on each of the attempted killings. So they were able to flee hours beforehand, according to Tyrion, I think. Uh, so, yeah, so he's been protecting the Targaryens for a long time, and he sets in a scene. I guess I just don't know how he – it's just an awful leap to to hope that Jor is going to change his mind or that Daenerys is going to be able to figure out. I guess he would. I guess he assumed that she wouldn't have drinking the wine, that maybe it was uh, kind of a lame way to try to kill her, and, and, and someone would have tasted the wine before her, and it was all – Maybe he's still lying. When he says that he's been trying to protect the Targaryens from the that's another that's another thing altogether, Katie. He might have another agenda altogether. Critch uh, uh, says there are two possibilities: either he's pushing the older brother, or he had plans to save to save her. Hmm. So I just thought it was an interesting thing. Let's talk back in the time machine and go back yeah. to uh, back to nineteen. Wait, wait. Or okay. let me make this one point. Too. No, please. He's also in a public place around many people where he has public opinions and public stance that he's already taken. So I think it would be very foolish of him to be like, I'll get right on that, sir, when he already pushed very hard to have this girl executed. Right. So I think he has he has to make uh, save face somehow. Okay. And, and you know, not be a flip-flopper or whatever. But, but still, where the fuck is Ned Stark putting his foot down, like, sends more fucking birds, dude. Yep. Just send more fucking birds. If it's too late, it's too late. But if it's not too late, send the fucking birds, asshole. Uh, Critch says right. maybe no he burner? was. Critch says maybe he was lying to Ned Stark. That would be a first. <laughs> Kaylana says the early Varys trying to kill Danny for Robert would make season six Daenerys question his loyalty. <laughs> Claudia <laughs> says maybe it wasn't Varys that was trying to kill her. Uh, it, what the only reason I, I say he's that be lying, he's got to be lying to Ned Stark because here's the thing if. He's like, yeah, Ned Stark, I know you uh, helped to slaughter their whole family, but I have an ultimate agenda here to bring them back to the throne. Yeah, don't worry. They won't seek revenge on your family, but it'll be a happier place overall when we're done. So I'll get those birds right on. Steel Saber says Tyrion was also said that Varys was also trying to survive while protecting them. Yeah, and also Varys, Varys is has his agenda and has his plan, but survival is the number one thing yeah. as well. The spider always so wants to survive. Yeah, the itsy-bitsy yeah. spider will oh. always climb up. Sam says, that is also true. He is less outspoken than, let's say, Ned and won't outwardly express unpopular opinions about the Targaryens in front of other people like Robert. No. So so I guess that's a good place to leave that, excuse me, that scene. Let's go to uh, Winterfell with Theon and Osha. Oh, uh, oh, Theon. Oh, Theon. And I do oh. want to mention something quickly about Osha, that George R. R. Martin has loved her performance on the show so much that he has said that in Winds of Winter, he's writing more stuff for her. He per- it's the only thing he has changed because of the show and the books, he said. That's the only thing that's changed because I enjoy her performance so much, I'm writing more stuff for her. <laughs> so that could, mean a re- like her. that could be a return of, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I got I almost spoiled the future. Oh wait. So before we do that, we got to get back into the time machine and travel back 88 miles per hour back to 2011 when this. Oh, we're there. Okay. <laughs> the time travel has happened. So uh, wow. 
So Theon's harassing Osha, talking down to her. He finally has someone to pick on that's lower than him at the totem pole. <laughs> is basically what it comes down to. Just like he picks on Jon Snow, he's picking on her. You could call me a lord where I'm from. We find a little bit more about the Iron Islands that, uh, trust me, you've never heard where I'm from, my lord. So you're a lord without any... I love yeah. She owns him here. She basically Your owns him. The Lord. Yeah. So what are you? What are you? You're nothing here. And uh, you're a southerner. And and, uh, and then, which eventually just leads into Theon trying to, uh, you know, get little Theon out. And uh, do you want to lose this chain, baby? Right when Master Lewin enters in, is like, Theon Greyjoy, oh, this lady's our guest. Guy. Get the fuck out of here, you... And she goes, I thought she was our prisoner. Are the two mutually exclusive in your experience? And uh, and Lewin turns to her Lewin, Lewin turns to her and says, chances are I won't be nearby the next time that happens. And she's like, listen, this boy ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm used to? The, the boys I know could chew that kid up and pick their teeth with his bones. Yep. And, yep. and he laughs. You can tell Lewin's really taken by her. And, and, oh, yeah. and him oh, yeah. being a, ma- a maester of the north really... To be able to talk to a wildling and get and connect to her a little bit is really something mm. you can tell he enjoys. And 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 maesters are such, uh, such, such quest for knowledge that being mm. able to be to talk to someone that actually lives beyond the wall is just you can just see the look on his face talking to her. He, he's looking at her like she's a superhero in a way, like oh, my, yeah. like oh, oh, like let me tell you, uh. and. Uh, Sam says this is also true. Is less. Oh, uh, Claudia says Theon looks so different at this time. Ah, so different at this time. <laughs> Sam says, well, he still has all of his body parts. Yeah, yeah, he's looking good. Crick says, yeah, he uh, fancies himself quite a coxman. Hope nothing happens to that self-esteem. <laughs> Claudia also says, and he has dark hair and he has straight hair. Apparently, losing your uh, losing your way changes the DNA of your hair. Uh, well, things do affect the, the uh, coloring and the hues in your true, hair. That's true. That's true. It happens. Yeah, a little bit. Stress. Who knows? He may he may have lost some testosterone in later years. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> sorry. Travel back in time. Oh my God, we're we're going back to the future again. I'm sorry, everybody. This is too much fun to talk about this shit now. It's it's so hard to keep this. Oh poor little Theon. Let's talk in code, Joe. Oh poor little Theon gets exactly what he deserves. What a little son of a bitch. Okay, sorry. So so um, uh, it could get. I think there's still some uh, redemption some left. Owed. Yes. He's just a boy. He's just a boy. Aww. <laughs> a kind of rapey boy. Yeah, just a little rapey. He's a little rapey. He's not very rapey. He he's he, like. No, he's very rapey here. He's, he like, would if. No, if he was he very definitely ra- uh, beat her beat her around. Maybe maybe rape. She would have kicked his ass, Joe. She would have well, kicked. He would have tried. He, he would have tried. tried. Is what I'm saying. He would have failed. His intent would have been. Yes. Yeah. We got a telephone call coming in. Let's take a call. Let's take our call. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Theon was a dick at the beginning of the series. This is why I never feel sorry <laughs> for him later. Like seriously, even as Theon, preach, buddy. He was, uh, he was he was like unredeemable of a person or whatever. He, he like True. he does. I Theon wanna... deserved exactly Glory, what happened to Joffrey, Glory, and Joffrey deserved what happened to Theon. They should have switched places. Glory, glory, Ooh. hallelujah. Ooh, I'm very happy glory, with everything that was given to Theon. Theon is a dick right from the start. Right from, like, 
look at episode one. Like right from the start, he's a mouthy little fuckface. Uh, Toads John with and he's the, a dick bag the, in the, the books, cubs. Joe. He's a he's dick bag right. in the books too. He's a fucking he's a dick bag. He's, he's a, a dick, dick bag. bag. He's a everything ri- that happens to him is is rightfully fucking deserved. Yep. The kid is a fucking twat face. <laughs> Pete's live music says two words, guys: pork sausage. That's it. <laughs> Have you ever had our sausages? Have you had our sausages? Uh, Claudia says Have being you a little. <laughs> Claudia says being a little rapey is like being a little pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Rapey I'm is sorry. Rapey. You're right. I know. I know. I know. I, it's just in this world. The I tend to agree with her that. Theon is like pushy, well, but hey, I don't. She didn't say no. I mean, I know there was a rag in her mouth, but hey. <laughs> I, I guess I just when I look at when I lick on Theon, I think of a douchebag, but I don't think of him as someone that would actually legitimately rape someone. He would just be like, get all like, hey, let me touch, and then she'd be like, really? no, and he would back no, off. Really, like, like for all those people who have watched future seasons, think about the actions that he partook in. You know in season two which make you say oh he would do that but he he would i'm talking about him now joe rape. i'm talking about him now oh, I, well he can't rape now no this now now in season yeah, one joe season one it's he, conf- would rape. he would rape he would rape absolutely he would rape there's no doubt in my mind if he thinks he could get away with it or he he would even like rape and bury a fucking body so <laughs> nobody He's would fucking know oh my far. god yeah. It's so fucking hot but in here. He, I'm he's, sorry. Guys. He's a raper. Like he, he was <laughs> he was half a step away from from raping Roz before she left. We've got the two best comments of the night. Pete's live music says, "Go hug yourself, Theon," and Lola says, "Fucking Greyjoy." <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to be put in a position here where I'm defending douchebag here. Okay, I'm not. He's a fucking little <laughs> rapey shit stain. Okay, I'm just saying. I think he's like, when it comes to fucking with Osha, I think. I think I agree with what she says here. He's no threat to her, or hurt her in any way. She would, she would. I, I agree. She's a much stronger. Uh, she's not getting raped by anyone. She's fucking. Theon. She, yeah. not Theon, anyways. She's fucking killing Theon before he gets close enough to do that. She's uh, probably got like six blades stashed, stashed in all those rags. Yeah, too. yeah. She's killing well, him. She's not afraid to use her teeth. Yeah, yeah she'll pull she a would, rip, yep. maybe. Yes, pull a pull a bobbit. In fact, once she saw herself going to like about to be raped, she'd probably turn it to seduction and then cut his whole fucking package off. Yep, use that chain. Uh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if someone cut Theon's whole package off? I would fucking love that. That would be great. That would That's be great. That would be great. I don't know if anyone would do that. No, no. He, the, the, does, he, he deserves at least that much. Who yes. could be that sick? Joffrey? Ooh, who nobody, nobody, nobody. Okay, so he laughs a bit, and uh, Lewin goes to Rickon her. could be that sick. Rickon's a, Rickon? in that little Rickon's an asshole. Yeah, Rickon's an asshole. So, so why'd you come here? <laughs> Who's Rickon? Yeah, I, I'm learning more about Rickon now. Rickon's a little dick, dick bag. So why'd you come here? Didn't mean to come here. She meant to go much further south, as, as far as south can go, before the long night comes. And Loon goes, why? What are you afraid of? And, he, and she goes, there's things that sleep in the day and hunt at night. And he goes, owls and shadow cats? No, I'm not talking about owls and shadow cats, dumbass. The things, and uh, Loon knows what he's talking about. He, he talked to old Nan, too. Which I also want to mention from from rereading the from rereading the books or re getting into the books again. I do want to put 
one piece of information out there that's interesting about old Nan, even though she's not in this episode. I forgot old Nan was Hodor, Hodor's mother. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. I forgot. Or gra- grandmother or mother? Mother, right? Mother, I think. Uh, I'm going to say mother, but could be grandma. It doesn't matter. Well, Hodor and Old Nan are in the same family. It's basically just what I want to say. I I forgot about that. And it's it's just an interesting thing to bring up. And uh, Lewin says, the things that you speak of have been gone for thousands of years. And and she says, they wasn't gone, old man. They were sleeping. And they ain't sleeping no more as the crazy music kicks in. And he gives this kind of like dubious look, but... They're back. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) you guys in the chat are cracking me the fuck up right now. (laughs) So so we go to Sam and John on uh, lookout on the watch kind of at the top of the wall. And uh, Sam says, or they're not on lookout yet, excuse me. They're just kind of hanging out at the top of the wall. Getting ready to take, getting ready to take their vows. I have to say, rewatching this, going from season five to watching this, the weirdest thing was seeing Jon Snow and Sam. That was the weirdest visual for me because both of them look, look just much younger or just mm. underdeveloped. They're soft or looking. They are soft looking. Sam, Sam has lost weight, I believe. Yes. Sam yeah. has lost weight, and Sam has gotten so much better in recent seasons. Sam was pissing me off a little bit in this episode. I was I getting liked, into it. Yeah, they made him... I mean, he was he's soft in the books, but I thought they made him particularly extra soft in the, in the show. And like I said, they took extra things, and he kind of hammed that up a little, the actor. But still, one of my favorite characters, book wise and show wise. Okay, Rachel. Rachel corrected us and said, "Old Nan was Hodor's great grandmother." Thank you, Rachel. Great grandmother. Thank you, Rachel. Wow. So, uh, and Steel Saber says, "What? I didn't know Hodor and Old Nan were related. Interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting to me. I was surprised. It's something that just yeah, flew Hodor's over my father is a giant, I believe. It's half giant. Hodor's half giant. Or they think there's like speculation about it. There, there. They, yeah, there's a story. Old Nan tells a story that it's but. <laughs> Exactly. Joe, Joe and I are re-listening to the uh, audiobooks right now. Otherwise, that's awful. But Rachel, awesome. Thank you so much yes. for that information, Rachel. <laughs> Unhardened. You guys. Oh, Ada fan. Welcome, Ada fan. Uh, Sam says, I miss girls. You know, not even talking to them. Because uh, I never talk to them. I just miss looking at them. <laughs> Do- just seeing them. They're pretty. Don't you? Oh, I, I forgot to play this for Theon. Wait, wait. Wench, aren't you? Sorry, one more time. You're an impudent little wench, aren't you? <laughs> yes, you. Not, you're a very lucky like man. You know that. Yes, you should be grateful. I suppose I should be grateful that your vanity got in the way of your reckless. Oh, uh, different line. Sorry, guys. You're a very lucky girl. Do you know that? <laughs> no, you're not a lucky girl. Uh, Fuck. Not right now. <laughs> not feeling lucky. <laughs> and so. Sam misses girls, not even talking to them, just looking at them, hearing them giggle. Don't you miss girls? John doesn't say anything. <laughs> Sam says, riders. John still doesn't say anything. <laughs> John says, the horn. Oh, we have to blow the horn. Oh, no. Again, Sam continues. The horn. We have to blow the horn. Finally, John says one thing. Why is he alone? One blast for a ranger returning, two for wildlings, three. And John <laughs> says, there's no rider. So we see the horse ride down. It's a riderless horse. And John runs down, and we see it's Benjamin's horse. We also see the old bear, Mormont, and he has a grim look, and and he gives gives to John just this kind of like grim, longing look. And John kind of goes to it, and he goes, whoa, boy, whoa, boy. And he goes, that's my uncle's Benjamin's horse. Where the fuck's my uncle? 
So uh, that's a quick touch of the wall. We go back to the wall a little bit. Where is Benjamin Star? It's a good it's a question, Joe. Mystery. Is a good fucking question. Good motherfucking question. So here we go. Uh, Renly comes in to Ned in the hallway, who is just walking through with one of his men. And he says, Ned, Ned, it's Robert. We were hunting. So in the room, Robert's dying. And he's talking to, jo- he's talking to Joffrey. He says, a boar. I should have spent more time with you. Showing you how to be a man. I was never meant to be a father. Now, now, Joe, get Joe, get out of here. You don't want to see this. You don't want to see this. And Joffrey leaves like a pussy. Get out of here. I love you. He should have kicked a single fucking soul out of the room. He should have said, let's play, let's play Robert here for a second here. I was never meant to be a father. Yeah, you were never meant to. Or king. Or anything. Just a badass on the battlefield. So Joffrey leaves because he's a fucking shithead. The Queen's also in there. Barristan's in there. Renly's in there. Ned's in there. Pizel's there. And uh, uh, Robert just talks to Ned. He goes, my... Well, we got a call. Well, holy shit, that scared me. (laughs) Welcome back, buddy. How's it going? Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Over or under on on a a 50% chance that we will never ever learn what happened to Benjamin Stark and George R. R. Martin will never ever like give us that answer within any of the next books <laughs> uh, on the TV show. I would say I would say Benjamin Stark, we are going to find out what happened to Benjamin Stark. I would say so. I would say it's it's likely. It's likely. <clears throat> Joe? Um coin flip. That's what he thing. said. That's, come on. Don't sit on that fucking fence. Make a decision. I, 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 I say it's 50-50 because people people disappear. Mm-hmm. People disappear in this world all the freaking time. And like, hey, Benjen disappeared. I hope he makes us wonder forever what the fuck happened to Benjen. Aww. The fuck happened to Rickon? If Rickon, we know what happened to Rickon, essentially, I think. <laughs> Rickon. I don't know this name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people, people disappear, people go missing, and Benjen is a, a ranger of the of the Night's Watch, going north of the Wall constantly on these missions and shit. Oh. There's so many dangers. There's the wildlings. There's Pete. Crastus Keep. There's you know the King of the North and all his wildlings. There's these White Watchers and and mm. white. And whites John, and others. I hope John and, scanned the crowd at the heart home. Yeah, and bears and. Direwolves. Pete's Pete's live music. Like, come on. Pete's live music. Are you talking about that uh, the video where they change all the dialogue of that they do the, the the vocal dubs on the Game of Thrones video? That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Look at the pretty buddy uh, with a little butt. There's a video where they the horrible lip reading. Yeah, the horrible lip reading Game of Thrones. It's fucking hilarious. If anyone hasn't seen that, I pause or come back. We'll still be here. Go watch that. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> Ada says Benjamin turned into a dragon. Come on, guys. <laughs> Oh, that's Iron that Throne. So Thank sense. you so much for uh, sharing us as usual, mm-hmm. Iron Throne. And uh, too much. So yeah, Robert continues. Too much wine. Benjamin I'd... found the North Grove, and he rolled up some fucking snow bud, and he's getting oh. down. He's hanging out with the foresters. He's hanging out with the foresters with the, at uh, the North Grove. that are still left yep. and hiding yep. somewhere. B All yeah, the, the name of it is BLR Bad Lip Reading. Yeah, check that out if you haven't. There's so many, there's so many funny ones that that they do. Uh, it's not just the Game of Thrones ones, but Game of Thrones ones are hilarious. There's, mm. 
There's a lot of there's a tons of really fun ones. Sam says Benjamin has been at the wall the entire guy time and just playing hide and seek with John and the crew. <laughs> Literally, he tries. He goes like as much as as often as possible. He goes and hides in the library. That's his uh, his thing. <laughs> so so Robert goes too much wine. Missed my thrust. Ned looks at the wound and uh, Robert says it stinks. It stinks like death. Don't think I can't smell it. Okay, the, Cersei gives this like cold ass look. Pins on needles. <clears throat> I, I want to say that. This scene right here, right now, is the most scared Cersei has ever been in her entire life. Because she actually thinks Ned Stark is competent. She thinks, yes. now is the time to say something, Ned. I don't if care. Anybody, if yeah. anybody is going to do it, it would be Ned Stark. And but, it would be now. And she, because she can't see these, that how idiotic this guy is she no she just doesn't i don't think she understands i think what it comes down to is the reason why she's actually scared that he might say something is i think in her mind she doesn't understand the concept of caring about somebody and wanting nope. to protect their feelings so to her yep. she he's like how could he not think about protecting himself right now now that he sees that ne mm -hmm. he's dead because because in her mind she to skip ahead a little bit she she thought robert was gonna die i don't think she expected robert to come back and even be alive a little no. bit able to talk right. at all and yeah. he should this is this is this this scene has a yeah, that's that's mistake number two there net you should have fucking said something right here this bitch been fucking your, her brother man those kids aren't yours yep right when joffrey he left the room before before he kicked everybody out before joffrey left the room yeah before he should have grabbed joffrey by the face and been like this little fuck is jamie's kid not yours uh, Sam, are we actually going to be playing? Yes, we are. We've been putting it off a little bit because we've got to figure out the logistics of it. But at this point, we're probably just going to wait for the whole game to come out and then play the whole entire game on the channel from beginning Ooh. to beginning to end. But I play each I play each chapter as they come out. I stream it on the channel the day it comes out. So whenever new chapters come out, if you want to watch the newest chapter, I'll stream it. Uh, but because of some problems with the YouTube videos, I couldn't save every video as, as a couple of people that were watching knew there were some technical difficulties in it. But Joe and I together at some point, that is happening. That is absolutely happening. Probably sometime in the fall. My problem, my problem <laughs> or maybe with August. that whole game is I get, I get caught watching it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I just missed choices. Because <laughs> it's, cause it's like watching story. an episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Cersei said, uh, Robert continues, I paid the bastard back, Ned. I drove my knife right through his brain. You asked him, did I did I do it? Ask him. I want the funeral feast to be the biggest king's kingdom's ever seen. And I want everyone to taste the boar that got me. Now leave us, the lot of you. I need to talk to Ned. No. Wait a second. Ned, say something, god damn it. Or say something oh, to Robert when you're goodness. alone with him. And these people know nothing about contract law. And again, very upsetting. Again, Cersei is like Robert, my sweet. I don't want to leave because she doesn't want to leave him and Ned alone. Because she is because Cersei yep. again assumes that Ned Stark is competent and that the minute that everyone leaves the room, he's at least going to tell Robert so Robert can like say his last words can be kill yep. Cersei and the kids and just yell it yep. from his bed. And uh, and Cersei thinks this shit's going down now. Shit's about to go down right now. And uh, nope, nope. Instead, Ned just goes, "You're damn fool, fool." And Ned decides that the honorable, that the most un, the most honorable, un honorable thing he can do is write on the 
on the parchment that Robert has him write about becoming protector of the realm till Joffrey comes of age that he'll write. He changes a, it. He changes it to well, rightful yeah. heir. Oh, Ned, you're such a bad guy. You're changing it to rightful so heir. Oh, really? Sugar-free cookie, Ned. Really going on a limb there. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking it. Fucking Ned. So uh, Robert says, give it to the council after I'm dead. At least they'll say I did this one thing right. You rule. You'll hate it worse than I did. And the girl Daenerys, you were right. Littlefinger Varys, my brother, are all worthless. Yes, men. No one to tell me no. Only you with the bro love oh. look. Only you. This bro guy love between two guys. Man love between Little two guys. <laughs> let her li let Daenerys live. Stop it before it's too late. Ned says, I will with confidence. Like, this is the Robert I knew. At least he was the Robert before I died, before he died. And my oh. son, help him, Ned. Help him be better than me. I'll do everything I can to honor your memory, uh, he says. When I find him, I will. And uh, Robert laughs and says, my memory. King Robert Baratheon murdered by a pig. Give me something for the pain and let <laughs> me die. I do want to mention. <laughs> I do want to mention. I forget who it was, but I want to say it was Pizel in the books is in the room with him and Ned. And, someone and he, should be. Someone him. is. I want to say, I just listened to this. I want to say that Pizel was in the room take actually writing this. in the Or not actually writing this, but he someone else was in the room when witnessing, when yeah. witnessing this at the time. Or Barristan might have been in the room or so, something. I, 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 no, I, I, think oh, were, I think the room emptied out. I think it was just the two of them. Are you sure? Are you sure? I might, I might be, you might be right, but I thought, I thought I remember being like a little surprised, like, oh, wait, someone was in the room in the bo books, but, huh. but anyways, <clears throat> someone can correct me. I, I think Rachel, Rachel might be able to correct us in the chat right now. So, uh, so we get bro love between two guys and, uh, Ned limps out and he says to Pizel, give him the milk of the poppy. And, uh, and Barristan says he was reeling from the wine. He commanded us to step aside, but I failed him. And Ned says, no man could have protected him from himself. Varys says, I wonder, sir, back. And then Varys immediately, I love Varys so fucking much. I can't say enough how much I love the spider, especially in this scene, to just, like, tickle the twine of Ned Stark here. I wonder, sir, Barristan, who could have given the king this wine? His squire from the king's own skin. Hmm. A Lannister? The Lannister boy. What a dutiful boy to make sure his grace did not lack refreshment. And oh. again, I do hope the poor lad does not blame himself as Ned just gives this look on his face like, Ned, like fucking cunt, fucking Cersei motherfucker. Yep. Yep. I'm screwed. Yeah. And uh, it was just the two of them in the books. Just read book one. Just the two yeah. of them. Okay. Thank you, guys. Sorry. Sorry about that. And Ned is like, yeah, you fucking motherfucker here. And uh, yes, yes, uh, his grace had a change of his heart concerning Daenerys Targaryen. Whatever arrangements you made, unmake them at once. And uh, Sorry, we those birds have already flown, my lord. <laughs> the whole milk thing makes me think of Michael Jackson. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't... Oh, yeah, maybe a little. So. Yeah. <laughs> In the best way, you're well. We're yeah. trust me. I'm pretty yeah. fucking weird too. Good weird. Good weird. So Varys is just so sneaky. I I love as uh, Claudia says. I love I love how Varys handles this whole situation, and I love I love him always playing the game. He and just the way he slips it in there. And oh whoa, that's kind of dirty. Yeah. He can't slip anything in anywhere. But <laughs> well, he uses his words. Yeah. 
The real Peterman. Hey, real Peterman. The poor lad is enjoying the Lannisport swamp. <laughs> so, so as we go on uh, the, to our next scene, we have Danny and Drogo, and uh, talking in in uh, in Dothraki, the stallion that mounts the world needs no chairs. She says, uh, "Well, he it's it's prophesied that he'll conquer all the ends of the earth and." Uh, and Drogo's like, the earth ends at uh, the end of the salt sea. And then she goes, no, there's, ma- excuse me, there's many dirts beyond the sea. And Drogo goes, dirts, no, land. yes, no, yeah. not dirts, lands. And then they get into a big talk about the Dothraki crossing the sea, and which leads up to him basically saying, speak no more of wooden horses and silly chairs. No, not chairs, thrones. And... Uh, and he says a king, Joe said this line earlier in the episode, a king does not need a throne, just a horse to ride. Danny looks yep. sad, and I guess she's starting to realize, and again, to get inside Daenerys' head a little bit in the books here, around this period of time, she's starting to think that this might just be my life. My life might just be as Khal Drogo's wife, and that's okay. But I'm a little disappointed because I want to go home, but I don't. That's yeah, what's she's, that's she's, what's she been grilled in her head her whole life from her brother. But she's yeah. happy. And now but she kind of feels like, oh, is that my destiny because he's gone? Well, she wants to honor her family and their history and what's rightfully theirs, too. Yep. I think it's very disappointing for her yeah. that she may not be able to go that far in this world. That this may be it, even though she loves where she is. So... So it ends up to a scene where she's talking to Jorah, heading towards the market, and uh, she's asking him, "Can you help him make help me make him understand?" Jorah says, "The Dothraki do things in their own time for their own reasons. Have patience, Khaleesi. We will go home. I promise you." She gets into this whole thing. My brother was a fool, I know, but he was the rightful heir to the Seven Kingdoms. As Jorah laughs, have I said something funny, sir? Forgive me, Khaleesi, but your ancestor Aegon the Conqueror didn't seize six of the Seven Kingdoms because they were his right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. He had he had no he did right because he had three dragons. Yep, and Jor is very much the cynic here. Have uh, having a few dragons makes things easier. And and Danny goes, you don't believe it? And he goes, have you ever seen a dragon, Khaleesi? I believe what my eyes and ears report, as this dates back to season five stuff here, to make a quick reference to that. As for the rest, it was 300 years ago. What? Who knows what really happened? So he says goodbye. He goes, now if you pardon me, I'm going to seek out the merchant captain to see if it has any letters for me. And she goes, I'll come with you. And he goes, no, no, don't trouble yourself. Go enjoy the market and die. So... I guess he knows at this point that this is an assassination attempt, or do you think he realizes it when he gets the letter? Do you think he? I think he has his suspicions, and he realizes it when he gets the letter, and that guy shows special attention to Daenerys. So, so here we go into a moment that makes me think another character in the Game of Thrones game is definitely one of uh, the spiders people, the little kid, uh, psst, Jorah the Andal, uh, one, of the, oh, yeah. one, one of his little birds. Uh, the spider sends his greetings and his congratulations, a royal pardon. You can go home now. Jorah looks majorly conflicted. He obviously wants to go home, but he's in his own way an honorable guy. And he loves Danny. And he loves Danny. <laughs> neither is Sam says neither is there a word in Dothraki for go hug yourself <laughs> there's no <laughs> the, uh, Steel Sabus says Chandler Riggs live stream under the tag handler Chan- 
chair handler playing League of Legends right now, if anyone cares. Just got the message in my email. I know it's the wrong show, but no, no, don't worry about that. Varus was so cool before Tyrion Varus, uh, uh, in my opinion. Sam says, and by the way, that wasn't directed at anyone in the chat. I just love the phrase. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. I, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to love the go hug yourself now. I, th I do think that might end up being our first, uh, first t-shirt idea. If, if when we get to that point of making some t-shirts. So uh, maybe we'll do some, uh, make a couple of t-shirts and do them as giveaways next at the beginning of next Game of Thrones season. So uh, Danny and uh, her crew, uh, I'd love to do some Game of Thrones trivia, but that's beside the point. Different, different podcast. So uh, Danny and her crew are walking past the merchant of, uh, that's serving wine and Jor is watching from a distance. And uh, she, she understands what he's saying and kind of speaks to him in the common tongue and says, my son already has his name, but I'll try some of your summer wine. And he tries to get her. I mean, we, we can yada yada this. It's a whole big back and forth. She tries to, he tries to give her the wine that's poison. Jorah comes out of nowhere and goes, wait a second. And uh, gives her a whole cask, whole cask of wine. That's going to kill a lot of people. Yep. Make a good point. Pete's live music says maybe the shirts that say go fuck yourself on one side and go hug yourself on the other. <laughs> I like that. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, 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 we'll bring you in the uh, conversation. I like the way I like where your mind's at. So, <laughs> so he comes over and he goes, uh, break open the wine now. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. We got to let it breathe. And the wine's for the Khaleesi, not the likes of you, uh, buddy. And he goes, no, poor. As Daenerys starts to figure it out. And she goes, no, you will drink it. And uh, I'd be an idiot for drinking my own wares. No, you just gave me this. Drink it. And this guy. Run away, run away. This guy gets a look on his face like I got when my principal found the dime bag in my pocket when I was in high school and yeah. about to be expelled. And I didn't couldn't do anything about it. Like, my reaction was fuck shit, cocksucker, motherfucking dick shit, fucking asshole. You're a cocksucking prick. I'm expelled anyway. Right. Fuck yourself. Yeah. Go eat a dick. Peter Balsack. Fuck the right you. response. That was that Very was my appropriate. That was my response. This guy kind of has a similar response where he just like throws something at some guy's face and starts running. He's just like, ah. And then There's we nothing else he can do. Yeah, he's fucked. Yes, and then we see some actual. He's hugged. He's dead. Yeah, he's fucked. He's hugged. hugged and we actually see some good whip skills here in this scene, unlike some future scenes that we see. And uh, he gets caught with a whip as he's trying to run away. And nice whip skills, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ada fan says, hopefully, if one person drank the poison and died, I hope others don't drink it. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but as we've seen for certain things, what if it's a toast and everyone drinks at the same time? Someone who wasn't paying attention, like who was just one of the servants that was just kind of standing in the background, like staring off at some trinket <laughs> that they wanted. Oh, they like, dropped they, their cash. Oh, look, they just dropped. I'm taking that shit. Oh, no like all the other wine. wine that's at that guy's trailer oh. there. Like, they, aren't or, you taking all or they that? they look at everyone dead on the floor and they go wow that's strong wine everyone's passed out i want to yeah. get some of that yeah, let, me, let me get a glass yeah, that's some thick shit so we we get into our uh night's watch stuff and and just for the record i'm going to read all of this because it's relevant <sighs> to future events so but before we have joe you came to us as what did all them they come to us as outlaws Poachers, rifles, killers, thieves. Thief, murderer, 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 thief, thief, rape, murderer. 
<laughs> nice dig at season five there, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Steel Stevens. <laughs> yeah, nice unsubtle dig at season five by me with the whip skills. It was good. I mean, they, they, it's not like they haven't done whips that stuff that made sense before. They could. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys, for the sand snake burns. So, uh, who yeah, are these? They're right. They're, they're deserved. Come on, they're deserved. So you came here alone in chains without friends or honor. Some of you bear the names of proud houses. Other bear bastard names. No names is all. It doesn't fucking matter. All of that's in the past. Here in the wall, uh, we're all one house tonight. And uh, Sam turns to John and says, you're allowed to look happy. You're going to be a ranger. Isn't that what you always wanted to be? John's like, Robert, grumble, grumble. I'm a Stark. I'm not happy. I want to find my uncle. I know he's alive out here. <laughs> I, I, wish I, could, I wish I could help you. Uh, but I'm no ranger. It's the Stuart's life for me. There's no... Uh, Starks definitely have some seasonal affective disorder going Yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. This A couple of them do. And uh, there's honor in being a Stuart. Not much, really. But there's food. Sam... And what's interesting here is, as I, I pointed out, Sam... Sam long, like has a longing smile at John for a little while. Like you can tell that Sam is so fucking happy to have a friend. Like he is, oh, yeah. he is glowing that he has yeah, a friend. This is the first John person, is this is the first person yeah. that's ever been his friend. Nobody's ever been his friend. His best friend was his mother back home. Yeah. <laughs> Critch says rapers, murderers, thieves, rapers, stupid bastards. Oh, sorry, sorry, John. Sorry, not not you. <laughs> you, you we met you as the uh, highborn. Yeah. I usually throw bastards into the speech, but <laughs> so so basically, again, to others, you you guys will never be kings, but there's honor in this house. There's no glory or women's love, but you're fighting for the realm. You've all learned the words. Ooh, yeah. You've all learned the words of the vows, and uh, as Thorn comes out at this point and starts giving everyone the stink eye. Uh, Mormon continues, think carefully before you say them. The penalty for desertion is death. You can take your vows by sunset. Sunset. He asks if anyone wants to go with the old gods. John speaks up, and Sam goes, can I go with the old gods too? And he says, no, I was named in the light of the seven. Uh, and Thorne goes, why would you blah, 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 your father was nice? And he goes, not my gods. My gods yeah. sent me to the fucking wall. Night's watch, yeah. They haven't treated me well. And then they get into the whole thing where John eventually gets said that John's going to the Stewarts, and it's a big tense. And John pulls a little. Uh, he goes. He gets a little. He, he gets a, bratty. What am I gonna say? Is yeah. And insults all of the Stewarts after telling Sam that it's an honorable job. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. I was yeah. told. Yeah. Claudia. Claudia says there's another uh, the, another T-shirt. There should be a, a T-shirt that says I'm not happy. I'm a Stark. No. <laughs> we don't do that. Ada no, fan says definitely don't do happy in the Stark family. Ada fan said uh, Sam might have been want to be a wizard, but Ada fan always wanted to be a Power Ranger. <laughs> and Tim says, "Well, there's sandwiches in being a Stuart." <laughs> oh, okay, so they break they break it off here after. Uh, and Samwell and we go to Eamon and Samwell says. Uh, he goes, Samwell, you will assist me with the rookery. Pip, you'll report to Bowen Marsh in the kitchen. Yes, Bowen Marsh exists. Luke, you'll report to One-Eyed Jark in the stables. Darian, Darian, we're sending you to Eastwatch by the Bay. Present yourself to Borcus. And when you arrive, make no comment about his nose. I want to know what this guy's nose looks like. Uh, yeah. John Snow. I'm curious. John Snow, Lord Commander Mormon has requested you for his personal steward. And John just says, oh. with so much disdain, will I serve the Lord, his, the commander, his meals and fetch his fucking hot water? And 
And what I love changes bed sheets and his diapers. Oh, he gets bratty with Mister Amen. But do you know what and I love? Mister Amen says, "Yes, you will, and you'll empty his bed chamber, yep. and you'll jerk him off, and you'll reach him around, and, and you'll do whatever though, ass, and you will love it just like every other Stuart has done since the beginning of Stuartdom. <laughs> and when you're done with that, you will meet Sam and I in the library, and you will row the boat all the way down the wall." More or less, uh, Eamon just fucking owns him. And uh, Jon Snow keeps being such a whiny bitch. He goes, do you take me for a servant? And he goes, no, bitch. I take you for a Night's w- member of the Night's Watch, but perhaps I was fucking wrong. Get the hell out of here. And yeah. and this is where Pip and Sam run after him. And and uh, Jon's like, don't you see what they're doing? I see Sir Alice's revenge. He won and he got it. Stewards are nothing but maids. I'm a better swordsman and rider than any of you. It's not fair. And Pip says, fair? I was singing. This is my coming my favorite line in the episode. Uh, he says, I was singing for a... I was singing for a high... I was singing for a high lord at Acorn Hall when he put his hand on my leg and he wanted to see my cock. I pushed him away and he said he'd have my hands... Uh, cut off for stealing their silver. So now I'm here at the end of the world with no one to sing for but old men and little shits like you. I'll never see my family again. I'll never be inside a woman again. So what don't tell me about fair. About? I thought oh, it, I thought you got pinched for stealing silver. You th- Joe, Joe, you think I'm going to tell a bunch of strangers that a high lord tried to grab my cock? Yeah. Oh, dude. Will you sing for me sometimes? <laughs> yeah, could you could you sing me a song, Pip? Is the line? It's, it's right you, there. It's right there. It's, it's right such there a great line. Blue next to like play with a rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could you sing? Just me a all song? of a sudden, Sam go, Sam turns into like Marsha Brady or something. I'd love like, to hear oh, singing. Yeah, let's do that instead of when it's John. time to change. You've got to re. Right. Yeah, it was totally a Marsha Brady me a song, George. Sing me a song. <laughs> Tell me about the wabbits. <clears throat> so well, I just you play th- with my cock tube. <laughs> I I almost thought it was a moment to set just to get him away. So Sam's uh, talking talking to him now alone, and he says uh, he says. Uh, he says, now listen to me. The old man is the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. You'll be with him day and night. And this is a little for this is a little preview of what's to come with Sam in future seasons, I think. Uh, really, too. This is when Sam actually reminded me of the Sam we know in, here in season five. He goes, you'll be with him day and night. You'll clean his clothes, but you'll also take his letters, attend his meetings, squire from him battle. You'll know he's grooming you for fucking battle, you idiot, as John's realizing. He says, oh, shit. I just always wanted to be in a... I always wanted to be a ranger, and and I and Sam goes. I always wanted to be a wizard, which actually gets a Stark to laugh. And he goes, "What? Yeah. I'm serious." And I, I just want to point out that no, I can relate to this. Foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. Like he becomes a wizard. When I did theater, yeah. when I did theater and stuff, I went into theater and I was like, "I want to act. I want to act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be an actor." And then when I actually did it, I realized I fucking sucked. But I was pretty good at directing, and I was good at doing that. But I was like, I don't want to direct. I'm, a, I'm an actor. And it took me a while to realize when someone's like, "No, you're actually pretty good to re- like do that. That's better." And it's like, you know, a bad example, but no, but, no, it's but very sim- appropriate. Similar kind of thing. So. uh Sam says, I'm married for love. And those who cool. love do, those who can't do teach. <laughs> Ada says, if there's a cock merchant, is there a vag merchant too? <laughs> Very interesting. Of course there is. Well, of course there is. What you need? What you need? What you need, guy? Yeah, I there is. I can get you. Yeah, I know. I can get you a vagina in an hour. Joe, I can get you a vagina in an hour. You don't want to know how. When do you, when do you need it? Yeah, you don't want to know how. Want it on it. ice or, or can I just, uh, how do you want? Oh, I know a guy. (laughs) You guys are cracking me up right now. Okay, so 
Then we get into, what, Ned Stark mistake number three here? We get to Renly meeting Ned Stark in the hallway. And he says, Lord Stark, a moment, alone if you will, as he sends everyone away. He goes, so Robert named you protector of the realm. Is Robert still alive in this point? And, uh, and he says, uh, listen, she's not going to care. Give me an hour. How does everybody know this? Who was he told? What was that? Well, <laughs> Ned was supposed to give that piece I of think paper to, to the, the small council, council after he's dead. I he think. I oh, think, right. After. I think. Good. Good That's question. Good. good question, Joe. But I am guessing. I'm assuming that Renly knows his brother enough to know that that's something Robert would do. Well, maybe Robert's still talking a little in a milk of puppy yeah, And again, that's that's an interesting thing to point out, again, from the books, in the sense that Robert doesn't die quite as fast in the mm. books. He lingers for a little while, and Renly yeah. spends a lot more time. Renly, in the books, really thinks that some foul play was at at stake here. Uh, Renly's yeah. a, a little bit more than just a want, like a little bit of, I'm king, make me king here, blah, blah, blah. There's a little bit more to Renly that... Oh, no, he definitely feels that that his brother was murdered right. on this hunting. Yeah, he knows Cersei can't be trusted. Certainly. <laughs> Vag merchant, that's Cersei, says Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steel Saber says, Tim, I thought that was Littlefinger. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> shame. Finger. <laughs> so, uh, so Lord Stark, alone if you will, he named you Protector of the Realm. He did. She won't care. Give me an hour and I can put a hundred swords in your command. Why didn't he take them? Okay, this is where I think, and someone said this in the chat earlier, I think if Renly played his cards a little bit differently here, he could have gotten right, he Ned have mentioned himself being, being king. king. No. He should have just offered the hundred swords. And I wrote that in the notes. There's a certain point where Ned checks out in this conversation. Once he starts bashing oh, yeah. Stannis, he immediately checks out in this conversation. Well, he, he did the same thing exactly. Uh, Renly does the same thing Ned does. Again, see, he sees the flop, and he sees the the you know the good flop, and he's like, "Ooh, ooh, I got four cards to a flush. I'm all in." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I almost won my hand. I almost won my hand. Uh, right. Pete says, "I Pete says I heard his uh, I heard this guy's brother was made of uh, was born of salt and smoke." <laughs> <laughs> so. So he says, we must get Joffrey away from his mother and into our custody. Protector of the realm know who holds the king holds the kingdom. Every moment you delay gives Cersei another moment to prepare. By the time Robert dies, it'll be too late for us. And then, and then here he goes into what about Stannis? Saving the seven kingdoms from Cersei and delivering the Stannis? You have odd notions about protecting the realm. Stannis is your older brother. And this is right where Stark, Ned, checks out this conversation yep. this isn't about a bloody line of succession that didn't matter when you rebelled against the mad king it shouldn't matter now what's best for the kingdoms what's best for the people we roll we all know what stannis is he inspires no love no loyalty he's not a king i am ned is completely yeah, lost at this point ned is almost like what then, the yeah. fuck he looks at this, oh, yeah. this kid, he wants to smack him Renly. he looks at him Renly as a brother like a little brother a little dumbass brother what was that katie i'm sorry yeah. No, he knows what Ned is like. He should have known not to go that far with this. Still he's talking to he's talking to his brother for Christ's He's basically talking to a carbon copy of Stannis, as far as most of this shit is concerned. With heart, <clears throat> with a little yeah. more heart. Yeah, with Stannis little... with heart. So like too much heart, perhaps. Very foolish, friend. Very <laughs> foolish. Steel oh. Sabah says, some random person on the bus actually had the shame, shame, ding, ding, ding as their ringtone the other day. <laughs> oh, my God, I couldn't handle it. 
Nice. That's hilarious. That's really funny. So, so Ned's. I don't comp- know what that is. Uh, the, the shame, shame from the fucking uh, from the Cersei in season five. Shame, shame, shame. Oh right, 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 shame. right, right, right. Ding, shame, shame, shame. shame. You can shame, 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 ding, ding me. I know that. <laughs> Steel Saber says she made a fool of herself laughing out loud. I don't think many people got it. How Ada fan says, how shameful. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was a good one. So, so Ned Stark was like, listen, dude, Stannis is a commander. He's led men to war twice. He destroyed the Greyjoy fleet. He's a good soldier, Renly says. Everyone knows that. So is Robert. Tell me something. Do you still believe good soldiers make good kings? As And Ned says, the dumbest thing Ned Stark's ever said. I will not dishonor Robert's last hours by shedding blood and having his halls dragged with frightened children and kids from their beds. One second here. Fucking dumb dumbassery, Ned. So you instead you'll soil his last hours by letting his life be a lie and not tell him the truth and let him die completely thinking that these people are his kids, that these Lannisters completely fucked him. Nope. You're not gonna give yeah. him a sense of absolution. He was not a good friend to you Robert. know you, you know Robert well enough to know that he would absolutely his dying wish would be to know the truth and have all these people killed. Yeah. Fuck you, Ned. You're you're denied because of your own personal biases. This isn't a honor Robert's memory. It's to honor your fucking bullshit you have about killing kids. His squeamishness. His squeamishness. Yep. Not that I condone killing kids, but at least taking no, them into custody. It's not even, it's not even, he doesn't even have to kill them. No, just take him he into custody. take them. Go hide him in a tower in Dorne somewhere. Who gives a fuck? Yep. You know, but he's got nothing he can take them with. He's he got really doesn't. Renly's There's, hundred men right now. Renly's hundred men. And somewhere in between uh, King's Landing and Winterfell, we, as we hear at the beginning, is Tywin saying, Jamie, take half my men, 30,000. Yep. That means Tywin's got 60,000 men. Yeah, okay, your hundred are going to do a lot. Mm. You know? It's no, true. they're just not. It's true. I mean, essentially at that point, you would have to hope that Ned could... Uh, rally the north, call in his banners, and do something like that to protect, wow. and then march him up. And how much time is that going to take? Tywin is already mobilized. Yeah, he's ready. It's true. It's true. So, uh, <laughs> shame, shame, that's Ned. That's why they should mm-hmm. What was that, Katie? Finish the thought. No, I lost the thought. Okay, that's okay. So, uh, and then it rolled away. so Ned oh. goes in. We cut to another scene where Ned gives a letter, and this is an interesting part because. I've been doing research for an upcoming video about some maybe possible mistakes on Game of Thrones. Some people call this moment a mistake that ultimately that because this guy in the books gets killed, but in the show, he does not get killed. He's actually able to deliver this letter to Stannis. Just to, I just want to make a point of that. So he gives a letter to, to send to Stannis to tell Stannis about all of this, to basically tell him that he's the rightful king and I'm going to support your claim to the throne. Don't give it to his steward, not his captain of the guard, not his wife. Definitely not his fucking wife. Only to Stannis himself. As Littlefinger enters. So my Lord Protector. Uh, I guess everybody knows Ned's Lord Protector. So uh, my Lord Protector. Smug, smug, uh, smug motherfucking shit. My Lord Protector, the king has no true-born sons. Uh, Joffrey and Tommen or Jamie. Okay, so Ned just straight out tells Littlefinger this. 
doesn't he's just telling everybody now. He doesn't give a shit. He's telling everybody that that they're bastards kids. But he won't take them out of the out of the red keep. Even though they're bastards, they hold no claim to the throne. He won't but he'll tell people, but he won't do any action to get them the hell out of there. Crazy. So, okay. So when the king dies, uh the throne passes and uh, Littlefinger asks, and he says, no, it'll pass into his brother. And this is where Littlefinger, this is a big question. Will Ned Stark, do, does Littlefinger even for a moment think Ned will truly bend the knee to Joffrey? Does, is, no. he, is he really trying to helpfully advise Ned here in this moment to truly help him no. help in the way that Catelyn asked him to do? And you already answered this earlier in the episode, Joe, and I, I and Katie, you just did as well. So I guess you guys don't think you think Littlefinger was gonna fuck him no matter what here. Yep. Littlefinger said it yep. earlier. That's what he was gonna do. That's his whole thing. He wants to just fuck them. He wants to fuck them all. He want, at, at his very core, <laughs> he wants to punish the Starks. Yep. Above all else, I think he hates all of them. Even Caitlyn, Catelyn, whatever. And. uh... And, and uh, he go- basically he gets into all all the powers yours. Release the imp, pray, uh, bow to Joffrey, and if he becomes a problem, we'll take him out of the throne and put Renly there or something. And Ned's like, "You have no fucking honor, do you? Well, what am I doing? But I'm still gonna trust you." Mistake number four: You call Littlefinger out on saying you have no fucking honor. You're listening to everything he's saying. As Littlefinger goes, "Okay, you're not playing the game. Uh, what did you call me here for?" And, uh, and then trust that he's going to listen. And I love how little I love how Littlefinger is is like just looking for any excuse to pretend like Ned Stark's being bad here, just so he can monologue. Because <laughs> he goes, he goes, because Ned's basically asking him to pay the City Watch to make sure that they support Ned, and they're two thousand strong, so the Queen mm-hmm. can't overpower him. And and uh, Littlefinger's like, oh, okay. It's like the evil music kicks in again. So look at you, aha, dun, 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 dun. You know what you want me to do. It has to be done. But you're so honorable. It sticks in your throat. It's just such an interesting, like the way Littlefinger like tries to spit it. Just so, because the only way Littlefinger can do anything, it's it's like some guy that needs to pretend that, like, again, to do the Sopranos, like with Ralphie having Janice fuck him in the ass, because that's the only way he can get hard. It's like. It's like the only way Littlefinger can get motivated to do anything is if it's a scheme of some sort. Oh, okay. You don't want me. So you want me to make sure the gold cloaks do their official job. (laughs) I'll do that, Ned Stark. Yeah, what an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I think we missed a couple calls for everybody. If I, let me turn the volume back up to the ringer. Call, phone lines are officially open again if you want to call. <clears throat> so basically Littlefinger more or less never officially agrees, but almost never says no to Ned. That's another thing I pointed out in the scene. He never actually says to Ned, I'm going to help you. He just says, who will all the gold folks be? When the queen proclaims one king and the hand proclaims another, whose peace do the gold cloaks protect? Uh, and he points a dagger to himself, them. the man who pays them. He doesn't say he's going to help Ned. Uh, he never says nope, it. He does not. <clears throat> okay, we're going to get to my biggest gripe of the episode here. And my biggest gripe in general of uh, the game of Game of Thrones, as we go beyond the wall and we see them walking to the tree. Do you know what I heard? And I heard it. I rewinded it four fucking times, okay? Uh, so let's take our call here before I before I say what I was going to say. Uh, welcome back to the show, my friend. How's it going? Fine. 
I don't think uh, Littlefinger would have would have uh, turned on Ned if Ned had actually. I agree with you. I personally agree with you. Played it right, but I do think he would have turned on him later. Yes. I just think Littlefinger would have been holding the knife to Cersei's neck or whatever, or to Joffrey's or someone if he had actually played it right. But I think ultimately what he wanted was for them to take out each other. So he could cl- so he could climb up higher. Dude, I think you're if, right. Like if Ned and Cersei kill each other at exactly the same moment, that would have been the best. Well, including Joffrey, that would have been the best thing for them. For dude, them. dude, a hundred percent. I couldn't. I couldn't agree. Ned to play along so he could screw him later. Yeah. And since Ned wasn't going to do that, he found a better, quicker opportunity to do it. And yeah. so he took. He seized that moment. Yeah. So he okay. played the game very well. Let's get to my pissed off moment here. Because I rewatched this episode. I, I checked this scene out a bunch of times. I rewound it. I did it four times. Yeah, what did you hear, Phil? Did you hear it too? Ghost uh, barked. Ghost totally barked. He barked. So I guess show ghost isn't a mute. I guess that's official. Because he barked. It happened. They didn't take it out. Did you see, did you see him bark? No, I heard. You, you hear it as he's running out. Yeah. Uh, okay, because there are he barked. hounds, too. I hear you, but it was very obvious. It seemed like he barked. Okay. I'll just have to watch it again, I guess. Yes, you'll are you have... Sure it wasn't, oh. Are you sure it wasn't uh, the bear farting? It, it, or, uh... it could be me. I, I'm fully willing to accept I could be wrong. I'm wrong... I'm wrong nine times out of ten. This one time, I think I'm right. Belly growling? I heard a, I heard a bark. I'm pretty sure I heard a fucking bark. I just want to. I just want to point that out. I just want to point that out, for whatever it's worth. It happened. I re- I wrote specifically in my notes. I rewound this shit four fucking times, and and, and he fucking barked. So I also want to read as they go out to the heart tree, a really fucking awesome looking heart tree. And I gotta say, Pete's live music says, "Go bark yourself." Welp, well played by Ghost. Sam says, "Aw, puppy Ghost was so adorable." Yes, so cute. All the puppies were. It was. It was great. Two things that I was really happy to see in this episode that we don't see often in modern modern Game of Thrones is uh, <laughs> is heart trees and uh, direwolves. Yes. yes, yes. Going back oh, to well, season. Heart trees oh. are supposed to be rare nowadays too. They're just I talked know. about a lot in the book. <laughs> Add a fan who seems to be our pun pun expert puns, pun expert tonight says tree bark. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of them have uh, a lot of the castles and, big that was and all that great one god's woods that actually lack a uh a appropriate tree right uh, i i just uh, like i just wanted to put out that uh that like yeah this going back and watching this seeing this scene i made like i thought that was awesome I like I thought the yes. tree I thought the tree looked really cool. Seeing this scene yeah, with both yeah. a dire wolf and the tree was really cool. And let's let's read this because this might be important later. Hear my words, bear witness to my vow. Night gathers, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife. Wait a second, Phil. Wait, wait. What was that part? I shall take no wife. No, what was that part before? It shall not end until my death. Okay, I just wanted to say that. I shall wear no crown, win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness, the watcher on the wall. I am the shield against the guards of the realm of men. I pledge my life in, in honor to tonight's watch for this night and all nights to come. That's important, well, too. And there's, and there, That's important, yeah, too. That's important, too. Does it, does it end at your death? 
Does it for all nights? It's to come. Oh, I don't know. That's an interesting question, Joe. I, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. That's a good question, my friend. Uh, isn't death just the long night? Yep. You, they say? you knelt as boys, now rise as men of the night's watch. Well done as they all yeah. hug. As good boy ghost comes in. And ghost brings them a nice little hand. He brings them a dead man's hand. Dun, 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 dun. Pete's Live Music says, on the set, the puppy's handler was known as the walker of the dogs. <laughs> Tim's guest says, yes, walker and they call Tim says, yes, yes, and they called it puppy love. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I just wanted to point out that Sam and Jon Snow have never broken their vows because nowhere in the vows does it say thou shall not bang a chick if he wants to. It just says thou shall take no wife. As far as I'm concerned, Jon Snow never married the wildling and Sam never married his wildling. So technically, neither one of them broke any vows by banging Uh, Gilly and banging what's her name? I think I I Ygritte and uh, Gilly. And uh, I, I I think we might have a clause. We might have a clause. And a, oh, so Egret, Egret no. and John were married. Did, did, they, did they, little... they file the appropriate papers with the local clerk? Yes. Oh. They were wild married, wilding married. They claimed each yeah. other. It was done. done. <laughs> Steel Saber says, guess John and Sam killed the boy and let the man be born. Pete's Love Music. I like Phil's interpretation <laughs> than the one in the tunnel at the wall. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so... So yeah, ghost comes to John and brings him a hand, a dead man's hand. He brings it here, and uh, God, gods be good, gods be good. So we go to Jorah and Danny, and Danny asks what will be done to him. And uh, Jorah says, when the Kalasar rise, he'll be leashed to a saddle, forced to run by, <laughs> behind the horses for as long as he can. When he falls, uh, it, and, and uh, Jorah says, I saw a man last nine miles once. Nine miles, that's pretty good. And uh, another call. We got another call here. Sorry about that. Welcome back, buddy. They were not married. At least in the show, they had never married any, at any given point on the show. Them going into the cave and banging is not an act of marriage. They were not married whatsoever. You can't have sex. But wait a second. You can't. On the show, they are not married. Buddy, you can't, you you can't have sex with someone without being married. <laughs> of course you, you can't yeah, do you that. Can. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course you can. <laughs> Good point, my friend. Good point. You married until you have sex. <laughs> I love how he came back with that. Yes, you can. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> silly, silly issues guy. Yes, you can. <laughs> Uh, Pete's live music. So I'm assuming a Ygritte, uh Gilly three-way is out of the question. See your vows. See your vows. Oh. Time your Game of Thrones. Oh. We need a Ge- Ge- Game, of Spro- Game of Thrones Jerry Springer episode, says Adafan. Uh, Steel Saber <laughs> says, Sam is basically <laughs> married. I, I was about to say that Steel Saber is actually like, like, Sam might not be officially married on paper, but Sam's fucking married. So, He's acting like a hubby. He is. So uh, Daenerys can't believe that King Robert still wants her uh, dead. And uh, Jorah says the poison was the first, but it won't be the last. Uh, little does he know what's about to happen to Robert. I think he'd leave me alone now that my brother's gone. And uh, Jorah says, no, he'll never leave you alone. He'll ride to the darkest uh, depths of a sigh and have his assassins will follow you there. If you sailed all the way to random places, spies will follow you there. You're a Targaryen, the last Targaryen. Your son will be a Targaryen blood with 40,000 riders behind him. You will not have my son, she says. He will not have you, Khaleesi. 
he will not have you either, Khaleesi. Which, I, which is a very uh, classic line. Welcome to the show, caller. Hey, Phil. This is 98 Champs. How you doing? Welcome. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. I just wanted to say they actually did get married in the episode when Yigret figures out oh, that John right. is t- not who he is, and he's going to leave her. She tells him, you're not going to leave me. She goes, I am yours and you are mine. And he nods his head yes. They were with Torment, oh. and they were getting ready to do The Climb. I think that's going to be in the next episode. The episode's called The Climb. Awesome. Oh. She goes, she goes awesome. you're not going to leave me. You're not going to leave me. Thank you so much goes, for the I fact checking. Yeah. You are mine. <laughs> Thank you. Big hug. Big, no, go hug yourself in the good way. I will. I will. <laughs> not, not in the bad way. Love you. Okay. Love you. Thank Bye-bye. you. <laughs> Yep. But that go hug yourself has so yeah. many meanings, Joe. And that's and that's what and that's what it was with the wildlings. It's um, there's no big ceremony or anything like that. No, it's, it's, a it's you it's go up and you pledge. claim the person, and if they claim, if they say okay, that's it. That's 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 well, marriage. Well, I claim you too. You're married. Oh, you guys are awesome. That's You're combining okay. Game of Thrones with trashy Maury and Jerry. Amazing. I just checked with Maury. Divorces are us. How about <laughs> how about Maury? Jamie Lannister. <laughs> G- Jamie Lannister. Not the father. You are. <gasps> Jamie Lannister. <laughs> you are the father. So, so, so Drogo comes in and like and gets into his whole Drogo thing where he starts throwing and spitting and goes, uh, "You, Joel Andal, I give you any horse. I give this gift to you." And uh, and to my son, the stallion that mounts the world, I give you this iron chair that your mother's father sat on. I give you seven kingdoms. I, Drogo, do this. Uh, I'll go to the ends of the world, cross the sea where like no Kalisar has ever done before. I will uh, kill men in iron suits as he spits in the guy's face right in that line. And then he keeps going, I'll do this, I'll do that. And everyone's supporting. And then he goes, I'll rape their women as the room falls silent. I thought that was kind of like the Pee Wee Herman moment where he's like, why don't we punch him? Why don't we kill him first? Why don't, why don't, we, why don't we rape their women? No, come on, Drogo. I was with you till the, I was with you till that line. I understand it's accurate, but it was. I was like, yeah, Drogo, yeah. And you see, Danny's like so turned on. Danny's like wet in this moment. Like, oh my god, he's gonna rape their women. She's so happy. Like, she's so fucking happy. I think she just decided to disregard that line. Yeah, the rest she, of it was pretty. Yeah. Kate, I agree, Katie. I mean, she, she had selective hearing in that moment. To extra, like black makeup on and shit. Yeah. They're yeah, like no, he said they're going to rate. They're going to rate their women. Like a comment. Yeah, like one through ten. Yeah. Rate. Yeah, he said rate. No, it was a bad translation. It was a bad translation. It was a bad translation. Yeah. yeah. So I vow this. I'll bring these broken gods down. I vow this. And I wrote in the notes, Danny's so turned on, I swear. And he goes, oh, I swear by the... I think a lot of women were turned on by that scene. All the Dothraki women. Yeah. Nobody heard Lost a word there. that he said. They were all looking at his and glistening abs and pecs. Oh, yeah. Those dark, sullen eyes. Pete's Live Music has officially changed his name. The Stallion That Mounts the World. <laughs> the Italian... I, I, I want to change mine to the... I want to change yeah, mine to the Italian. Say, you beat me to it, Joe. I was going to say the same thing. This is why we're, Joe, that is why we're friends. I was about to say the same exact thing. Uh, you mean the Italian stallion that mounts the world? Stallone is mounting the world. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, oh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. World mounted by that. Katie, I didn't. Kate, Katie Crow, I didn't need that image. Yeah, Crow. All crows are liars. Thank God, all crows are liars. You guys said it. Oh, hey, hey. I can actually play that on the trumpet. I should show Gaga. So, so he'll. I will rape their women. <laughs> I vow them. As he gives her my little moon and star, my sun and my stars. As he gives. Gumby, Gumby's threatening to rape women. <laughs> hey there, Pokey. I'm. Hey there, Mr. Bill. <laughs> So uh, and so then we cut quickly till we see the guy being dragged down and we see some dick swinging in the mist of, uh, of this guy who, who can show this clip of himself on Game of Thrones to his grandkids. Look, yeah, look, grandkids, this is my cock swinging in the wind right on Game of Thrones. Know, they're walking down. The, that's, I, liked, I actually really liked that scene. Me too, me too. I'm very happy there was full frontal male nudity. Yeah. I love that they very- have him walking naked. Yep. Chained behind the horses, and I really I, like that. and I'm yeah, not kidding in the sense that for like, I'm give him uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not ki- <laughs> Katie could have given him undies. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding in the fact that for an extra or for someone that didn't have a very big part to be able to have a moment like that, uh, kind of like a very memorable oh, moment. I feel happy for the actor that he got to kind of bear that. It was, yeah. <laughs> the d- oh, yeah, he really put it all out there in that performance, you know. <laughs> he gave it his all. The, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gave it his all. Monty, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 he's in that movie. Oh, yeah, the Addy's, Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, my and and uh, Baratheon is in that episode. It's all. Six degrees. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, Katie, 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 you are. You are very much a very, very... You're a very lucky girl, you yeah, know that. Yeah, you're a very lucky girl, Katie. You're a very lucky girl. <laughs> Joe, at least they'll say this. At least they'll say I did this right, this one thing. <laughs> at least you did that one thing right. <laughs> Dodge, Colleen. So, uh, oh, so yeah, awesome. Th- thank you so much for that information in the uh, in the chat, you guys. You guys, I know uh, off season is off season is fun. I love that I get to the chats moving quick, but not too quick, so I get to check out all of what you guys are reading. It's uh, thank you guys so much, all of you that oh, are joining awesome. us here tonight on this uh, on this podcast as we work our Game of Thrones off season stuff to get us from now until the beginning of season six. There'll be a lot more fun stuff coming up for Game of Thrones in the off season. And we've got, uh, I'm actually also started today just to do a quick announcement about, um, I uh, started a Google Doc with a calendar that I'm going to start filling in on our show dates so that people can actually refer to it. And I'll start and I'll link that on the channel in the description on the channel and and on every video. So you guys can click on Google Docs and see what shows are coming up on what days, especially as we get into the fall and get on uh, different shows on different days. And some of the different things we're going to be talking about there, and mm-hmm. so we'll get a kind. Of, we'll we'll totally get, I want to get a schedule just so you guys will know more, be, e- be easier to be able to follow when we're doing our casts and stuff, Very and you nice can join us. Plan yeah. your lives around us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Plan. Yeah. It's more. It's more like the force more me to know. You, so. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, my friend. How's it going? Hey, I just wanted to point out. Well, first, I don't count. The vow that they made as a marriage vow. Second off, it's also superseded by the fact that Corin Halfran 
order Jon Snow to get in with the wildlings, kill him so they would trust him, and do whatever it takes to get the information back to the Night's Watch. So if he did marry her, it's just it's just fulfilling his orders of what Corrin Halfhand ordered him to do. Interesting. And technically, not marrying her would have been going against the orders of Corrin Halfhand. So you say he was crossing his finger, had his balls crossed, basically. No, basically I'm saying it was like he, he was ordered to do it because... That's what that's what he had to do to maintain his cover. So he's technically just following Corn Hanfran's orders at that point. Interesting. Thank you, buddy. Yes, but his his vows supersede that, Only and his vows should have superseded can make those a decision orders. Like this. Yeah. What is marriage? Marriage. You know, it's what brings us marriage. here together. <laughs> when I, when I officiated All a marriage, all the atrocities in the world have been have been uh can can fall down to the feet of men who are just following orders oh, dun dun wait dun 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 oh sorry oh, wait, I... dun 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 oh there it is yeah there it was sorry dun 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 and if eager marriage was real try to tell a bitch she wasn't married oh. try to oh. tell her i wasn't mad we weren't married for the last however many years or months or weeks. arrow to the back of the head Ada fan says Google dogs are awesome I swear I heard Google dog bark I probably said that You're, you guys are probably right I probably did say Google dog we're gonna get a Google dog I'm gonna get a Google dog as well and I, and I so I strapped all you guys gotta do is find my Google dog and you can find out when we're going live it's really it's really easy it's really easy. Check, check that. Check my Google dog out, and you will be and you will be fine. So, uh, I, think I heard your Google dog bark. Did you, I think I heard it too? Where is my? Here's my Google dog barking. What's what's up, buddy? Isn't uh, part of the vow to actually follow the orders of the Lord Commander or the uh, the people in charge of the Night Watch? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's it down there. And so, I uh, and obey. I follow the Lord Commander's words. There's something about obeying. Uh, did Ob- he freeze? Oh, oh, no. oh okay. Ob- obey it. I, I mean, I guess so. I guess in the sense that uh, I, I it's it's an interesting question. That did John actually did break his vows by taking a vow with her, and or was he doing fakesies like crossing his fingers and it wasn't a real vow because he was really and i mean i i understand where i understand where the caller is coming from in the sense that he had taken a vow from the night's watch he'd taken the uh vow from the half hand to infiltrate them and do this whole yeah, plan no, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I have no He's problem a bigamist. With what he did. yeah go john snow john's a bigamist john's the man <laughs> john you did john you a bad mother grabber <laughs> john snow that john snow so okay, so here we go. Let's get to this last scene of the episode. Lord Stark gets stopped, and he says, "Ned, Ned, 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 Ned," in the hallway, and, and all the swords get drawn. They're like, "No, no, 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 whatever. What's going on here?" As the uh, the little messenger comes, he says, "Lord Stark, King Joffrey and the Queen Regent request your presence in the throne throne room." And I got to admit, the very first time I ever saw this, I started kind of laughing. At this point in time, like, I was like, King Joffrey. And, like, when we walked into the room the first time, my, my, my very first time seeing this, seeing Joffrey on the throne and Robert Glenn, I, I was like, is this real? Is this really happening? Is this kid really king? No. And, He's not. He's not yet. 
He he's, hasn't been coronated. He hasn't been coronated, but but you know what I mean. Seeing him on the throne he's is just kind of apparent, kind of ridiculous. And uh, and King Robert, King Robert's where's King Robert? King Robert's gone. And uh, and they stop. And Littlefinger's there. He says, "All is accomplished. The city watch is yours. Good." And he uh, Ned goes, "Is Renly joining us?" And Varys says, "I fear Renly has left the city. Ned, you should leave the city right now too. Get the fuck out of there, Ned." Get the fuck out of there. Get your kids out of there. Now. Oh, my goodness. So uh, he le- so oh. it's worth mentioning that Renly left with the Tyrells and some 50 return- retainers. Littlefinger I fucks Ned here this whole time and kind of gives him a look. Kind of wondering, I think as a sociological experiment, wondering how f- if Ned's really going to do what he like thinks Ned's going to do here. As we He's go up excited. to... Yeah, excited to Love see this show. all go down. Totally excited. And we see douchebag number one here, Jano Slint, uh, with fucking oh. shit stain, uh, whatever, Janus Slint. I hate him even more in the books. I hate him a lot here. And uh, he should lose his head. Who gives no mm. eye contact and says, we'll stand behind you, Lord Stark. We go into the room. All hail... Uh, <laughs> I made ball men cry into the turtle stew. <laughs> to Terry. Into the turtle stew. All hail Lord. G- Speaking of cracking me. All, all hail G- G- Joffrey, House of Baratheon, Lannister in the first of his name, King of the Andals in the first man, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm. <laughs> oh, Joffrey couldn't be the protector of his Not own exactly. balls. He could be the protector of the realm. So Ned no, steps up here, and uh, and Joffrey gets with that piece of paper. Yeah, he says, I would "Protect him." Joffrey first says, "I command the council. This is when I want you guys all to take uh, to take lo- uh, their loyalties to me. Show me your loyalty." Ned ignores it and just talks to Barrison. I believe no man could ever question your honor. Barrison says, "Oh, King Robert Seal, I'm broken." And it says, "Lord Eddard Stark is here to be the protector of the realm." Blah 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 blah. Cersei. Wins this scene in a fucking moment. Where Cersei yeah. walks right up, grabs it, rips it up. <laughs> Those are the king's words. But well, we have a new motherfucking king. Yep. And then king she this. and then she turns to Ned and I and I legitimately think Cersei was giving Ned an out here. Again, you could disagree with me. I think she was legitimately being like, Ned, you big dumb thing. I'm gonna give you an out here. If you bow, if he had bow, no, if he had bow, I'm sorry, I disagree with you so much. If he had bowed down to Joffrey, he was not being taken away in chains here. Okay, yes, you're right, you're right. He would be allowed to leave. No, he would have been allowed to leave and go north. Hmm. Because, because to jump ahead a little bit, she knows she's not, she's an idiot, but she's not dumb enough. She knows if he gathered all the north together, she knows what is to happen later in this season, and it's not good for the Lannisters on paper here. Like, yeah. like that all she, she think, you know, there are things that she's not a complete moron like Joffrey is when it really comes down to it. She's egocentric. She's focused. But I, I think she would have let Ned leave here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I once bought a honeycomb with a jackass and a brothel. What happens next? <laughs> Sam fucking cracking me up. Freaking sweet Robin. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Cersei wasn't going to be a part of the system. She threw the paper of the ground. Jack combed his <laughs> Jack combs his ass with honey. Uh, oh, Cersei wipe Cersei wipes her ass with this. She just pulls out the she just crouches over the letter and starts pissing on it. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Jackie Gleason spits on this shit. So, uh, Lord Eidard, when we last spoke, you offered me some counsel, allow me to ruin the, turn the courtesy, bend the knee, my Lord Stark, bend the knee and swear loyalty to my son, and we shall allow you to live your days out in that gray waste you call home. And Ned, mistake number five here, and the biggest one to me, your son has no claim on the throne. Don't say that right here, right now. Now is not the time. Go to Stannis. You know, fucking fake it here. Bullshit your way. Kneel down to Joffrey. Say, I respect Robert's true heir. Bow down so you don't recuse yourself. And walk the fuck out. Go to Dragonstone. Fucking talk to Stannis. You're done. Fucking done. Get the fuck out of there, Ned. What are you fucking thinking? Do you really trust Littlefinger that much? So... Cersei goes, you could <laughs> never run without absolutely knowing 100% that he had, like, oh, and uh, that, he should have uh, went and just stole the boy out of this fucking crib and locked him away in his own chambers with a knife to his head or something. Claudius, he should have killed all, he should have killed them all. Claudia said this perfect. Ned was still on his fantasy ship thinking good would win over yep. evil. Seal Sabah says, also, absolutely. Cersei, I love her children. I think she was trying to do Ned a solid for trying to save her kids instead of just having them all slaughtered. I, I agree with that, too. I think, I think, I think at this point in time, Cersei is still like she's she doesn't she knows anything bad happened to Ned or her his kids is a bad thing for her and a bad thing for the yeah. Lannister family. She's not that stupid. Every move she makes is calculating until later when she goes a little nuts. Yep. She's very calculating at this point. Or exactly. She's not she's not she's not stupid. She's the no. at this point she's still the second smartest Lannister child, I would say. Yeah. Especially at this point Jamie gets smarter, she gets dumber. But okay, with that being said, it's not like a close first second. No, no, a, no, no, not even a, close. Not even close. Not even close. Control. So, uh, so uh, she says, "Commend your, you condemn yourself with your mouth, Lord Stark." Sir Barristan yep. sees this traitor as Barristan, being a good man, goes towards there, and Stark goes, uh, "He's a good man. He's a loyal man. Don't harm him." Uh, you think he stands alone, and as Joffrey immediately like goes into this, kill him, kill them all, kill them all. I command it. Yeah. And uh, Ned goes, queen, uh, commander to Geno Slint, take the queen and her children into custody, escort them back to the royal apartments and keep them under guard. Now you're going to do this? You didn't do this when Renly wanted you to do this. You're doing this fucking now, asshole. You're supposed to do this before when you could have. He should have taken Renly. He should have played Renly. Yeah. He should have taken Renly's hundred men. He needed those. He needed those yeah. fucking hundred men. How's it going, buddy? discipline to Joffrey and lets him run amok and she has to see what kind of a dick he is and how and how much he um he really is going to allow her to have the power. I, I agree with you. He's still expected to have like control over Joffrey and he cut that off in a second by cutting off Ned Stark's head. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I agree with you. Oh, sorry. I, I cut you off there by accident. Sorry about that. Hit the button. But I agree. He fucked up. But like, jump ahead. Sorry, guys. If you're listening to this, you're most sorry. Sorry if anyone is just watching this for the first time. But yeah, he he fucked up in that way. And she fucked up yeah. from the very start. Not not fucking not raining a chain in on him. And, and ultimately, to jump ahead a little bit, Tyrion calls her out on that later. Tyrion totally calls her out there late. The mother of madness beats the master of ships. <laughs> very, very true. 
So I want no bloodshed, Ned says. And Cersei just smiles this whole time. And she gives I a look to the gold cloaks. And they kill what's left of his men. And Littlefinger gets a knife to his throat while Ned is just dumbheartedly going, uh. And just to go, because we've already said it, this is the moment that Ned Stark truly dies right here. And he's, yep. he's just, bam. Bye-bye, Ned. Bye, Ned. Bye, Ned. We'll we'll hope he do, we'll hope that that Joffrey doesn't do anything stupid like our caller suggested that he might do, like cut off his head. But that is our end of our episode, and what a great episode! I think this is the episode of Game of Thrones where you start to realize that as good as the other sh- episodes were leading up to this, and there was a lot of awesome stuff, yeah. this is the episode where you realize you're watching a different kind of show. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's not all fairy tale. Good's gonna win out in the end because with the show, that's just not how it works. Yeah. And that was Ned's big bad lesson he learned. Absolutely. Good honorable men don't win out in the end. Yep. And I guess father didn't. Father didn't. Nope. His sister didn't. Fatal flaw. Those poor ass bastards. Yep. Stars. And he expects <laughs> those poor ass bastard he- starts. Uh, so I guess this is a good place to cut off guys like to thank you all so much for joining us on this adventure Uh, Sam says are the master of coin because you're stuck uh, sailing to the other side of the world with Marin fucking Trent I'm sorry but Ned was dumb uh, uh, dumb through all of this says Rachel Claudia says you realize good people can't get at can get effed. Uh, Cersei Arr. fucking up by showing fucking Jamie by uh, fucking Jamie on their property. Says Kaylon. I agree that that was a big yeah. fucking mistake. That yeah, they she's co- made a lot of mistakes. That he couldn't have kept in his pants for a day. See, I told you Littlefinger was sketchy. Arr. Says, yeah, you were right. I th- I was I was kind of trusting this Littlefinger, and it was a it was a mistake by me to think that Littlefinger could possibly be trustworthy. It's- well, Cersei had to fuck mm. Jamie in Winterfell. She had to. She absolutely had yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. That's it's, where that's where Joe she's going I, there, not just to get Ned, but to go see Lee, his sister's grave. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Joe. In a, in a oh, sense that, in no, in a sense that, whenever I go to a restaurant, no matter what, being in the restaurant, I have to piss in the toilet. And Cersei needed to piss on Lyanna's grave a little bit by fucking her brother mm. in her home. I think I think that was Cersei's way of pissing on the uh, pissing in the bed in the in the That's men's an interesting room. window into your psyche, Phil. Yeah. Thank you, thank sure. you. I appreciate it. I, I think that's further than anyone else wanted to go. So, so on that on that note, guys, I'd like to thank everybody. Thank SM Down for calling in. Thanks, Kaylana, Ada Fan for joining us. Uh, uh, Sam, uh, a couple of other people that are a lot of Ren Renwood. Welcome, Ren Renwood. Love you, Claudia, Steel Sabus, Pete. All of our friends. Um, I do want to make a couple of announcements. Um, we will be continuing these, doing these as much as we can over the weekends in uh, July. Um, also, there will be some special things coming out on the Issues program pretty soon uh, that I don't want to give too much information about, but there's a couple of really interesting things coming out. And also, um, Joe and I were talking, and I've been talking about a couple people. There may be a name change going on. I'll always keep Phil the Issues guy. I am Phil the Issues guy. But I've been thinking more and more that what we do on the channel isn't so much. I mean, we don't talk about my life. I don't tell you about, like, sitting on the toilet. I mean, I did tell you about peeing a second ago. But we, we, we've got a name that we want to change it to that's more descriptive of the channel. But if everybody doesn't think that's a good idea and everyone likes the name of the channel, wants to keep it the same, I mean. You might we have do- to go hug yourself. 
Yeah, you might. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm still on the I'm still on the fence of it. I'm curious what a lot of people think. Our name that we might be going with the change is called Recap This, Review That would be our name. So between that and just calling ourselves Fill the Issues Guy, I, I think I mean there's we do so much more with you guys in the chat is so much part of the show and Joe and Kate and some of our other friends that are gonna be doing in podcasts and some crossovers that we're gonna be doing with some other channels coming up. Uh, I just want to more describe what we do. Uh, so I, so I'm curious of some of your perspectives. So if you guys have made it this far in the podcast, you guys are check us out and you're really important to us as listeners. What do you guys think of that name? What do you guys think about the idea of a name change? And, uh, just curious what all you guys happen to think about that. So anyways, have a great, have a great evening, have a great day. And we will be back very soon for the next episode of game of Thrones. I'm there. I might be disappearing a little bit for the very beginning of August. I have to go in for some uh, doctor stuff. I'm finally getting my nose taken care of. I'm getting like a, a, a nose just no, no, but I, I finally have some, I have to go in and get some surgery done and it's nothing. You're getting, you're getting your Adam's apple shaved. Yeah, I'm getting, nothing to, nothing to worry about. I'm going to be all right, but I do need to recover for a couple weeks at the beginning of the beginning of August. So I may disappear a little bit at the beginning of August, but I'm trying to pre-record some videos to set them up for schedules. So everybody, um, I, and who knows how long it's going to take me to recover and how easily I'll be able to podcast from bed in the midst of the recovery. So, so, you, so be prepared for all of that guys. I am, like I said, I'm going to be fine. It's no big deal. Nothing to worry about, but, uh, it is, it does have to happen. So I have some au- surgery on August 3rd. So everyone keep your best, uh, smiles or your best go fuck yourselves. I mean, go hug yourselves on that. So again, everyone have a good week. We will talk to you guys very soon with some more fun. Hey. Yeah, yeah.